Hey, Boots. Hey. Hey, you guys. Come on in. Y'all press one in the chat if you can hear me, please. Hey, Sasha. Hey, your favorite bet wench. Hi, Venus. Hi, wine. Hey, boo. Mina, hey. <laughs> Hi, y'all, so y'all can hear me. That's good. Okay, I'm gonna let y'all trickle in a bit more. I had to come here and do a surprise live, y'all. Oh my gosh. Hi, Carla. I miss you too, Lex. <laughs> Why not? I wasn't gonna go live, but y'all been blowing me up about this Karen Scamuel situation. So I said, let me just go ahead and do an impromptu live. Hey, Shay. Oh, I'm a monster here. Shout out to my mods who be holding me down in the chat. I appreciate y'all so much. <laughs> Hi, sweet storms. I'm going to give y'all a few minutes to trickle in. How was my vacation? Did I have a great time? I had an awesome time, y'all. So listen, y'all have been inundating my DMs and my comments with talk about Kevin, talk about Kevin, talk about Kevin. I'm like, listen, I'm living my best, divested life. I, I mean, I had an awesome time. We went to Austin. Um, well, first we went to New Orleans. And then we went to Austin right after because they're very close. They're like maybe an hour and a half away um, via flights. So we did uh, both cities in the same week and we had such a great time, y'all. I, I feel so blessed because, shoot, I've been with my husband going on seven years now and it still feels like honeymoon all the time. And he treats me so well. And we had a really, really, really good time. I think going forward, we're going to do multiple cities um, for each vacation just because it was so fun. The only thing I'll say, though, is, child, y'all warned me about New Orleans. And I was not ready. Like, the niggas there were just nasty and perverted and just disgusting and um so i mean my husband was uncomfortable because you know he's protective over me and he noticed like all the um like nasty obsessive stares all the comments the cat calling the looks uh one night i i wore a bodysuit y'all like a bodysuit top and i got sick of the damn thing because I got a booty. So it was just uncomfortable. So I went to the restroom and just like unbuckled it and just tucked it in my bottoms. Y'all, why did this guy, this random nignog follow us for several blocks with his camera out talking about my butt plug fell out? 
So just nasty. 704 girls said, yeah, that's why they're filled with HIV. They're nasty. It was disgusting. Like I'm used to, you know, where I grew up, I'm used to the assertiveness and the aggressiveness just because I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Blackistan. But that was another level. My husband said he noticed people like whispering and it, he just said it was just weird. Like guys would be staring and then would whisper to each other. So he's like, what the hell? Like, are y'all trafficking down, down here? What's happening? So it was gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia said, uh, just degenerate. I'm telling you, just disrespectful. And we went to Austin and it was like night and day because that's a predominantly white area. And I mean, the like one of the white guys came up and was like, oh my gosh, you did a good job on your wife. Just being tasteful and not being like, there's a way you can compliment someone or, you know what I mean? Like there's a way you can be tactful about it but um yeah it was crazy so <laughs> oh y'all are in here so i'm so happy y'all are able to join me i know it's saturday night y'all and i literally just landed a few hours ago but y'all have been blowing me up about karen being dead y'all he dead to the bed he dead he's wearing a toe tag he in a body bag he's in a morgue he laid up in somebody's refrigerator, y'all. He maggot food right now. Y'all been blowing me up. So I had to come tonight and chat with y'all because the man who said black women die alone prematurely died alone at 56, at 56 years old. And I'm telling y'all when I read this, I just kept thinking the universe ain't playing. The universe is not playing. And I don't care what people will call it. People will say, you know, it's God and you reap what you sow. You can call it energy. Some people say, you know, it's, it's retribution. It's the universe. Some people call it karma. But I'm telling y'all, these fools have been dropping like flies this year. Like, it's crazy. I was reading a lot of the comments when I was on the plane and people are saying it's a purge happening right now. And I believe it. I don't, I don't know about y'all. Oh, thank you, Shay. Please ladies like the video as you come in. We have 186 viewers right now. Please, please like as you come in. Um, <laughs> Brown bear. But let me highlight some of y'all's comments because y'all are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all putting ghost emojis in the chat. Oh my gosh. Simone, I saw there was a GoFundMe too. And I, I mean, I saw that, but I didn't see it confirmed. So I didn't know if it was just speculative or if it was actually a GoFundMe for that food. But y'all know he was found in a damn rented apartment under somebody else's name. At 57 fucking years old, he couldn't even have his credit established enough to rent a damn apartment approaching being a senior citizen. This man's mama probably had to sign for his, his apartment. Um, I just, uh, your favorite bedwinch said, yeah, a GoFundMe, he only had a thousand dollars, child. Yeah. So y'all know too that anybody can start GoFundMe's too. So, and I actually, um, 
I've seen like several where people will pretend like their relatives and their acquaintances or they're related to the family and they'll start GoFundMes and then they end up reversing them and take like revoking it because it's it's fraud. So I don't know. I haven't seen that yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Winter came quick for kitten heels. I'm telling y'all. All, all of these dudes, all these dusty dudes, David Carroll, um, I'm going to show y'all a video of another guy who found it, Passport Bros. Apparently, he was found dead and alone and was divorced. He was in Brazil somewhere fucking with prostitutes, and they found his ass dead and alone. And he would talk about how, you know, his ex-wife was a good woman, and it was his fault, and so he ended up... Um, dead and alone, you know, passing away alone. So y'all, I can't, but I told y'all, so I wanted to come here because I told y'all all of this is projection. So these fools will call you broke because statistically they are broke. Like Kevin, he was broke and poor when he died. He just started to get momentum in his YouTube career. They'll call you loud and masculine and it's because they are effeminate and they are not masculine. They'll call you the least desired because they are subjugated and undesirable. They'll call you ugly and unattractive because they themselves feel ugly and unattractive. So all this stuff is just projection. You know, though Kevin would always say, you're going to die alone. It's because collectively they die alone. Just like Kevin, Kevin died alone. And he fit all of those categories. He was unattractive, like he liked to project on black women. You know, I think I really think that's why he overcompensated with the colognes and those fancy too small suits he'd wear. He was broke, died running at 60. Like, damn, at 60 years old, you you done spent 60 years on this earth and you have nothing to show for yourself. You don't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. He couldn't even rent, y'all. I had I rented my own apartment at the age of 18. This grown-ass man, somebody's pawpaw, couldn't even rent because his credit was so fucked up. But anyway, they yeah, they found him in somebody else's apartment at his big age. He was mean and loud. That's why they like to call us mean and loud and say that we're going to die alone. And so I, I wanted to touch base with you guys because I called this. And my Patreon group knows this, that I literally released a video on Wednesday. So May 4th, I released a video about how Manosphere dudes and how whack men like David Carroll and Kevin Samuels and all these dudes, they die alone collectively. You know, then the following day, y'all, less than 24 hours later, it was confirmed that Karen was found dead and alone. So again, I think that the universe is in alignment right now. Um, you know, you guys have said it's the age of Aquarius. I think that retribution and a reckoning is happening. And I think that um, finally, you know, there's there's being some um, reckoning um, for the men responsible for Black women suffering. And I'm here for it. <laughs> y'all. I don't know about y'all. I'm here for it. I strongly, I've said this before, and y'all gonna have to let me know what y'all think in the comments, but I think that it was something supernatural happening here because for a long time, it was like Black women were just under a spell with these fools. 
you know, and it's like every black woman that um, decided to align herself with them just became collateral damage for not distancing ourselves. And like, I, you know, I, y'all know I'm very, very vocal about my experience. And um, six months after I left my son's father and after, you know, we separated and ended our marriage everything changed for me. I got um, my dream job. I got a a corner office. I tripled my salary. So I really do think it's something supernatural. And I think that we tend to become casualties when we don't establish space between them. And that's my theory. Um, I think that there's a spiritual component to it. I know there's some ladies, esoteric ladies in the comments who could who are experts on that. Um, but I think that like if you think about it, you see the BWE space that's popped up, you see the divestment community growing and thriving. Just last month we saw Obama Lee, he done got cut the hell up, stabbed the hell up, and black women collectively just said, nah. And so I think now that the universe is finally just like, okay, finally, you done, it's, it's open season for these niggas. Now that the women done stopped standing, you know, in the line of fire um, for these fools, they dropping like flies. So I don't know what y'all think. Um, let's see. <laughs> Kizzy said, I watched a channel that was literally... Comparing Kevin Samuels to MLK. This is, oh, this is a degeneracy. Like, really, y'all? Really? I One of y'all just sent me a, um, a post of a pastor. There, it's called like the Natural, not the Natural, National Association of Black Pastors. Something like that, which I didn't even know existed. But he posted, hey, I'm going to need for y'all, particularly Black women, to stop denigrating this man. He was a child of God. And, and so y'all need to stop. And y'all, you don't speak ill to that. And it's like, nah, nigga, no. No, you don't get to come here and collectively denigrate and degrade Black women for decades. This has been happening for some time now, quite some time now, at least 10 years. I remember hearing Tommy Sodomizer when my, even before my son was born and my son just turned 10. And you don't get to do that and then expect for Black women to totally forget that and not hold you accountable. That That's the Blackest thing. It's like, how you want to... You know what I I thought about because I have a cousin who recently passed away and he was found like heaven um, alone and dead. And at the funeral, we loved a lie. Y'all, we loved a lie. And everybody was just talking about, you know, how he was this sweet man. He was everybody's best friend. The man was an alcoholic. He also was a perv. I remember him asking me for new pictures when I was like 20 years old. He he was a perv. And it's like, no, let's not lie and pretend that this dude ain't a predator. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we like to do that? Why do we have to? You can be you can still be respectful, but don't lie and act like this man was some honorable man. I don't know. Like, we the type of people, this community will. It'll be like a, a freaking pedal or something in the family. And then, you know, he passed. Then next thing you know, everybody sobbing, crying, talking about how honorable he was. That shit pisses me off. But okay. <laughs> so anyway, y'all, 
I just wanted to come here because I literally dropped a video in the private group about this. If you'd like to join the link, I'll um, post it in the description and in, in the comment section about how Nakers die alone. So although black women will be told, you know, you get a dog and you going to die alone. No, that's not true because of how um, selfless black women tend to be to a fault because how we love to pour into people. We are the foundation of the community. We are the matriarchs. Um, we love and pour into so many people. We develop really um, like long lasting relationships and really deep uh, relationships. Even if we're not married, my, my mother, she passed away and she wasn't married. And I kid you not, like 25 people showed up um, at, on her deathbed to, you know, give their condolences and also just to say goodbye to her. So it's like, no, nah, we don't die alone. Nakers die alone. Kevin died alone. <laughs> so I wanted to share this video with y'all because I caught this shit right before it happened. And I, I even talked about Kevin specifically in this video, but I caught this shit. So let's watch this. Females out here, y'all don't understand the struggles of being a black man out here in America and not knowing whether or not you gonna make a home to your churn every night because of the police gunning you down. But don't y'all be out here gunning each other now? Okay, but we ain't talking about that. Hell, don't y'all be rapping about killing each other in music? We ain't talking about that either. We can talk about killing each other in rap music, but we don't like the police killing us. Stay on subject, woman. You brought up your kids. Tyrone, you don't even see your kids. And then, yeah, I be trying to see my kids. You know my baby mamas be tripping because I don't want to be with none of them, so they be holding my kids from me. You know that. Okay, but your baby mama saying you don't give them no child support either. Okay, but I still be going out my way to try to see them. They live five minutes from my house, Tyrone. That is out my way, woman. See, y'all, that's what we don't like y'all black women's mouths. Y'all run y'all mouth too much. Y'all always bringing up stuff that's irrelevant. Well, was you cheating on me, Irrelevant? I only cheated on you 10 times. You act like I do it every day, bruh. See, that's why we date women of other races, man. Hey, Booz, hey. Hey, Patreon family. Hey, what's up with y'all? <laughs> I hope your day is going well. I hope you're having a good week. Hello, shout out to my Discord fam. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, thank you so much for your support. I am eternally grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for being so dope. I love you guys. This is another installment of my series called The Blackistan Zoo, where we profile the dusty derelicts, crazy creatures, and animals in Blackistan. Tonight, I want to talk about how nakers die alone. 
And shout out to Loyal Patron Philosophy and Letters who suggested this idea. I love philosophy. She is so smart and has um, always the most poignant, impactful um, hot takes and, and, and talking points. But she suggested this idea a while back. And she asked that I talk about this problematic idea that the manosphere is perpetuating about Black women dying alone. Okay, so we know they'll say, oh, you know, you're too focused on your career. They'll call you a PhD, like it's some type of derogatory term. They'll say you're too independent. Your standards are too high. Um, they'll laugh at your education and your professional aspirations, like that's an insult and that's masculine. And they'll say, due to all of these really wonderful attributes that Black women possess, that we need to just get a cat because you're likely going to die alone, okay? So let's talk about that idea because that ideology is so flawed and it's very problematic. So first off, it's simply not true. What really is happening here is these men collectively in this community die alone. And that's because culturally, the majority of Black men don't value marriage. They don't value the familial unit. So they spend the majority of their lives being womanizers and wreaking havoc and running amok and creating all of these fatherless homes and fatherless children until they can't no more. So next thing you know, they get old, they get ill, and they have burned all of the bridges in their lives. So they die alone, not Black women. Okay? So you'll find these guys in nursing homes, dying alone in hospice. Of course, we'll find them six feet under. Also, their appearances, they're old, decrepit, raggedy, and dusty. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> so I want to look at this first example that really illustrates that, where this guy explains exactly why this happens. So let's look at this clip and then let's chat older black men let's say 50 and over let's say 50 and over okay we dine alone all alone in these nursing homes and these facilities where the only people we see are these nurses the women got people coming to see them or they're not even in there their families taking care of them two reasons that's going on and this is real talk to anybody in the medical field or anybody that works with elders this is real Men dying lonely, not just alone, lonely, two reasons. He was a piss poor father, a piss poor father. Now your children don't give a fuck. Reason number two, you ain't never want to settle down. Just bouncing around, hitting all the ass you can. Mm -hmm. Specifically older black. What did I say, black women? What did I say? Straight from the Dusty's mouth. Okay, so you can't be a rolling stone and be disloyal and screw over every woman who cares for you in your life because you just want to slang peen and be a womanizer and be a whore until it don't work no more. And expect those women to still be there for you in your time of need. Okay, so you can't recklessly bring children into this world that you abandon and force them to fend for themselves their entire lives. Then expect for them to show up for you when you're in need. You can't bring toxicity and turmoil to everyone's lives everywhere you go 
then expect to be cared for when you're sick and when you're old and when you need that support. It don't work like that. Okay, so we know that Black women are the pillars of the Black community. So they naturally nurture as part of our womanly maternal instincts. But due to the abandonment that we've experienced, we've also had to become the providers as well. So we're providing provisions actively. And then we're also, you know, fulfilling that maternal nurturing role as women actually do as well. Okay. So their children and their communities love, care, and honor Black women for what they've done. So on their deathbeds and when they're ill and when they need support, the whole community shows up for them. Their children show up and show out for them. They have friends and family and relatives and loved ones who care for them. Even if they're single, they still collectively have a unit and a support system that look out for them once they get sick. So these fools don't do this, so they don't have that. And for that very reason, most of them die alone, okay? So I wanna also look at this next clip of this woman who works in the medical field, who breaks this down and who can also attest to this. So let's watch this and then we will chat. For the black man, I'm a nurse assistant at a hospital. I work on a stroke floor and I can't help but notice there's a lot of black men up there, nice looking, good job having, all kind of stuff, good looking men. And a lot of them have a stroke and can't move their left or right side and end up, I ask them, where's your wife? You know, and all, most of them say, hey, I was a player, you know, I didn't never, you know, want to get locked down to anybody, you know, and, and they're sitting up there in their 40s, 50s, and ain't even got no wife. They depending on a stranger to wipe their ass and get them up in the chair. And then they're gonna go to a nursing home, don't have nobody to take care of them, come visit them or nothing. What I'm saying is black men need to wise up. You got a woman that love you, that's loyal to you, that take care of you, that got your back, marry that woman. Hey everyone, I got a message for the black man. Told you guys, told you. What did I tell you guys? So these dudes like to spend their entire lives wreaking havoc being womanizers, pumping and dumping, creating these fatherless children recklessly. So the overwhelming majority of these men die alone. And a lot of y'all who work in the medical field follow me and you say the same thing as well. I had one lady tell me that these dudes be on their last breath in um, the hospital on their deathbeds talking about, call my kids for me, call my kids. And she said often when she does this, those kids will either say, I don't give a fuck, or they'll hang up on her, or they'll cuss her out and say, don't call me about him because they don't care, you know? So when they tell you that you're a PhD, um, get a cat and die alone, they are just projecting, okay? Because they are likely, very likely going to die alone. Black women collectively are the matriarchs of the community. So we're selfless, we're giving, and we're nurturing to a fault, you know? And that's what I'm trying to work on is <laughs> with this whole community that um, I've cultivated, just making sure that we're not so selfless, that we're pouring so much to ourselves where it's not mutually beneficial. That's what the divestment community is about, is engaging in mutually beneficial interactions. So we know that we're selfless to a fault. We'll pour from an empty cup. We'll pour until we can't no more. 
But I will say the silver lining in that in women who do that, even though I don't recommend that, but the silver lining in that is that people like that do not die alone. So again, even if you are single, even if you are unmarried, even if you decide not to have children, all the elderly women in my life that passed away did so with dozens of relatives nearby showing support, saying their goodbyes and being there and being present as they passed over to the other side. Okay, so I want to keep going and I want to look at this next clip of another dude who is realistic about how it's typical for these fools to die alone. So let's watch this and then we'll talk through. One, six. I am knocking on the door of retirement. I live in a, an apartment complex um, where there are older people. One of my neighbors, a male, pleasant enough, was dead in his apartment for several weeks. It wasn't unusual. In the last few years, I've sort of noticed that. My female neighbors who are single, they get sick. And, you know, someone calls an ambulance. Another neighbor or friend or girlfriend or something. But not so much men. Men are providers. We get, a lot of us get joy by able to take care of our families, take care of our wives, our children, maybe even from other people. So when it comes time, to, you know, when the kids are gone and when it comes time to re for retirement, we really hadn't thought it out. You know, our plans are simple. You know, I'm gonna go fishing more, play golf more, or ride my bike more. Women, on the other hand, have active social lives. Men tend not to, you know, especially when you get in your 40s, and honestly in your 50s, you're not playing touch football, basketball's out. So your social, is limited to whenever you see them. But women, on the other hand, still go shopping, hang out with their friends, sometimes go to casinos, but they they go out together for meals. Men, eh, eh. You know, what am I going to say? You know, I'm not doing anything. I haven't been talked about it. I'm not working. My kids are all grown. If we are sick, we don't tell anybody because, you know, we're manly. <laughs> we don't want to be vulnerable, seen as weak. So we don't tell anybody. 
and that's why a lot of us die alone. We don't tell our children unless we have to. Friends, nah, don't want to bother them. You know, they got a life. I'll figure this out. I'll work this out. My brother um, died a few months ago and he had cancer and didn't tell anybody, kept it to himself. Didn't tell his daughters who called him on a regular basis. We saw him a week before he died. And then a neighbor died and another friend of mine died uh, this year, early, 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 I'm sorry, last year. Nobody really know, knew he was sick, not hanging out with people. It's all sort of tied into our egos and how we define ourselves as men that we die alone. Oh Lord, okay. <laughs> so here this guy talks about how his neighbor was found dead in his apartment for a week and how women are not typically found dead alone. They don't die alone. And he speaks in generalities though. So he's talking about how women are checked on by loved ones and men in general just are not. That's not true, y'all. So good men who are men are loved by their families. Men who are there for their wives and children are cared for on their deathbeds. You know, my father is getting older. He has his flaws, but I love him dearly. He was present in my life. So I plan to take care of him and be there with him alongside his wife um, as he ages and as he, you know, begins to get older and um, as he begins to transition. Good men who are men are loved by their families. They are. And you can see him trying to rationalize his fate. And likely his this is his fate because he's saying, oh, men shut off and isolate themselves. And that's code word to me, I think, for saying you abandon your responsibilities. You abandon and neglect the children that you create. And you screw over all of the women in your lives because you don't value commitment or the familial unit. These fools rather slang peen everywhere until they're too old and it don't work no more. And they, then even then they get a, a blue pill so they can continue being man whores. But they don't demonstrate any love or loyalty to the people who would traditionally take care of them in their old age. So ultimately, these fools die alone. And again, Black women don't do that. So we are the backbones of the family. Unfortunately, it's because we're forced to, you know, we live in a matriarchal community. Black families collectively are matriarchal. And due to this abandonment by the Dusties, not only do we assume the role as providers, we still also assume the burden of being nurturers, like I said. Um, and when I think of this, I think of my grandmother, for example, and she's, I think she just turned 85 last month. Well, anytime anyone needed something or somewhere to stay, they would call her. Okay. Anytime they needed a co-signer on a car loan or something, when my aunts and uncles were too drug addicted to take care of their own damn children, guess who stepped up and did it? My grandmother did. And not saying that I agree with that. I think Black women collectively need to start being selfish. I think that that's the problem with us. We're too giving and too selfless to a fault. 
Um, but what I will say is that because of all that my grandmother has done, she's loved. She's loved dearly and she's cherished. And figures like her, matriarchal figures like her, are very common in the, in the community. I think of soul food and big mama. We all got big mamas who just loved and nurtured and supported and really were the foundation of their families. So no, Dusty, you can't be an absentee father. You can't be a horrible spouse. You can't be an awful person overall and then expect people to be doting and loving and mourning at your bedside to help you and support you as you pass over. So he's having a reckoning right now. And it's interesting because you can see him trying to reconcile with people he hasn't talked to in years because like he said, he's realizing, <laughs> like most Dussies, this is his fate dying alone. So I want to look at some of the comments because I think it's very interesting and very impactful what the comments say on videos like this too. So let's see. Um, someone said, thank you for keeping it real. These young knuckleheads are lying that women will die alone if they don't submit. But we all know women foster family bonds and friendships. Men, not so much. I agree, D. Um, this other person said, my father is going to die alone, lonely, miserable, and poor. I sometimes feel bad for him. Then I realize it's all on him. 11 kids that he never raised nor took care of. Six baby moms. See, you can't make this stuff up. I swear to y'all, I didn't see any of these comments prior to doing this video. So this, I'm reading this the first time with you all, okay? So 11 kids that he never raised nor took care of, six baby moms, including a wife, and he still has no one. He screwed his brothers and sisters out of their inheritance, never kept a job because his dad left so much money and he found a way to keep most of it for himself and spend it all on young women and sex parties. What did I tell you guys? I, I mean, I'm telling y'all, you see this over and over and over again. And this is really fucked up because this man's father was actually there for them and provided provisions for, for him and gave him um, an inheritance. And what did he do with it? He took it and, you know, like I said, just slang peen everywhere, created a bunch of fatherless homes and a bunch of single mothers. Um. Andre says he lived a carefree life and had all the fun. Now 75, the money has dried up. Now he doesn't have a retirement plan, no money. He too old to work and none of his kids want to help. He didn't plan this all the way through. Child, I'm telling y'all, y'all gonna start listening to me. Y'all gonna start listening to me and stop internalizing all of this projection and all of this faulty ideology. You know, when these fools tell you things like that they do it to knock you down a peg they're telling you you'll die alone to shame you into settling that's it that's it <laughs> that's it there's no like i need for y'all to practice and incorporate some more critical thinking skills there's no there's no validity there they're saying that because they're projecting because they know they'll die alone and also because they'd like for you to settle and they want to shame you into thinking why do you think you're too good to settle for um joel the janitor down the street you're going to die alone if you don't decide to settle with this guy making minimum wage Okay, um, let's see what else we have here. Um, uh, my uncle died alone in his bathroom. We found him three days after he passed. Y'all, my cousin passed alone. He was um, in his 40s and um, recently passed. And he was uh, living alone. And he was found alone in his apartment for days. Okay. Um, 
This other woman says, as messed up as it is, I know my father will die alone and I'm pretty content with that. This is a man who was selfish, absentee, and often asked his children for money while we took care of my mother who had a stroke a few years ago. He is able-bodied and healthy for his age. Even asked my mom for some of her disability check. Ciao. And so she goes on to say, no, my mother and I didn't have the best relationship growing up, but she loved me and took care of me the best way she could. Do you hear what I'm saying? So even when, you know, um, mothers are struggling, even when Black women are, it's, it's um, you know, a strain to make ends meet when it's a contentious relationship with their children, they're still present. And like she said, typically Black women still try to put their best foot forward as a mother. And as a result, they have children who take care of them and to support them as they age. So this woman then says, my father, in my opinion, will probably realize his wrongdoings when he's at death's door. That is true karma. I believe this is the case for most of the men who have not done what they're supposed to do and who will die alone. Okay. Men who fit that description rarely have visitors and assisted livings or nursing homes. I'm sure many of them were bragged about being rolling stones in their day and never holding meaningful relationships. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, I be knowing what I be saying. I be knowing. <laughs> um, my mom and her new female assisted living friends are visited on average twice a week by somebody. Most of the men are not. She even says, I bought Valentine's Day gifts for all of them in February. My gosh. See? child i can't and i told y'all y'all say this under my posts you know a lot of you guys are nurses and you said that you see this firsthand and like i said you know they be like hey call my kids call my kids and they kids be like uh harpo who this man i don't i don't know that person f him you know good riddance and you know with my cousin's situation um, who died alone, he was abusive to his wife. He also was an alcoholic and he had a lot of really weird ways that made me uncomfortable and a lot of the women in the family uncomfortable. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. Um, he was awful to his ex-wife. So she divorced him and this man ended up dying alone. And again, the truth is most of these people on the internet will project so they'll call you broke. They'll call me broke all the time and tell me, oh, you don't make six figures. There's no way that you manage to do that because such a small percentage of the population makes six figures. It's because they broke and it's because they make minimum wage and it's because they sling in boxes at the FedEx and they're poor. And so they project that on other people. They'll say that black women are miserable and lonely and that's because they are miserable and lonely. They'll say, okay, get a cat and prepare to die alone. It's because the overwhelming majority of these fools die alone. Okay, so let's keep going. I want to look at this next dude who admits this as well. <sighs> How's everybody doing out there? This is Clarence Jr. You can contribute to the conversation by hitting the link in the comment section in the chat room in the description. Today, we're going to talk about a very important topic. We're going to talk about black men dying alone. This is not going to, you know, I know like the conversation has been going a certain way because, you know, from Kevin Samuels, he's been telling the woman that you're no man's land, get a dog, die alone. 
And so in response to that, it's a lot of women saying, well, black men gonna die on too. I'm not taking it from that angle. I know, and there's a lot of guys saying, well, you, you're born alone, you're gonna die alone. And black men have always died alone. I'm, listen, both sides are missing the point. Right? When I talk about dying alone, I'm not talking about like literally, like maybe you're at home by yourself and you fall down the stairs or you have a stroke or whatever it is and you die. Yeah, you might you might go by yourself in that moment. A lot of people go by themselves in the moment, right? I'm not talking about that. When I'm talking about dying alone, what I'm talking about is the time that leads up to death. I'm talking about the end of your prime to the end of your life. Because a lot of you are like, oh, man, well, I'll die alone. Listen, it's not, it's not the, 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 the death in the moment that's, that's the important part. It's the, the years leading up to death. That's what you got to focus on. That's where it's important. Because <laughs> as much as you say, well, men die alone all the time, I'm almost certain none of you want to be in a situation to where from 55 to, to 65 or to 75 or however long you live, that you are by yourself. Right? I know it, it, it seems like it's no big deal when it's all cool if you got money, if you got status, if you're in good good physical shape and you can still, you know, perform. But think about the guy who, let's be real, even when he was young, he was never in great shape. Even when he was young, he never had a whole lot of money. So think about him at 55, at 65. We're talking about 5, 10, 15, maybe 20, 25 years of you not in great shape, not having a lot of money, not having a woman, not having children. That sucks. That is not a life that you want. Just think about how many older black men there are out there right now who are essentially waiting to die. They don't have a woman by their side. They don't have any kids or their relationship with their kids is bad, is strained. So they don't they don't see their kids or their grandkids. They don't have a woman. They're not in great shape. They're not making a whole lot of money. Maybe they own a fixed income or, or disability or unemployment. If that's the life you live as an older black man, basically all you're doing is is, is waiting to die. You're not traveling. You're not. Told you guys again, straight from the dusty's mouth. And what did I say? These fools screw over their families. They screw over their children. And they like for you to think that they're living these playboy, fast life lifestyles with women and younger women who are supermodels and they do what they want, like rock star life when they please and, and they don't care if they die alone. Karen Scandals will pretend that his ass is beating off uh, 20 year olds with a stick. But the reality is most of them live these miserable existences that he's referring to. 
So they fucked over the few people who love and care for them. And as a result, they spend their last days eating TV dinners and beer until one day they don't wake up again. Y'all better listen to me when I tell y'all this is projection. So again, my mother, she was single. She was never married. And when she passed away, our entire family showed up to her bedside. It looked like a family reunion, y'all, to the point where the hospice nurse was like, oh my gosh, I'm so taken aback. It's usually very a, a very quiet experience. There's usually maybe a couple people that visit, but my God, it was like 25 people there next to her bedside just to say their goodbyes. You see what I'm saying? So Black women don't die alone because they pour into people and they develop very meaningful, uh, substantial relationships. So black women don't die alone, even if you're single, even if you decide to be child free, black men die alone, okay? So I wanna actually get into some real time examples of these dusty problematic manosphere fools who have recently died alone. So let's look at Charles Tyler. So apparently I never heard of this man until one of you guys who sent who uh, shared this with me and shout out to the subby who shared this with me. I'm so sorry. I can't recall um, who exactly shared this with me, but if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you. But Charles Tyler is apparently the man who founded the Passport Brothers movement where these fools will travel abroad because they're too broke to attract women here. So they'll go to other countries and will mess with poor prostitutes and eventually they end up dying alone. Well, guess what happened to Charles Tyler? He did that and now he's dead and he died alone. So let's watch this clip that talks through exactly what happened with him and then we'll chat. But moving on, Charles Tyler, the leader, the godfather of the Passport Gang, pretty much died while in his sin of whoremongering, in his sins of looking for a vagina, in his sin of looking for pussy. And he wasn't focused on his health. And as you can see in the background, he's clearly, clearly in adultery with an idol right behind him. So the Most High is not pleased with this at all. And of course, again, the Black brothers, they're going to be upset with me. But I don't give a damn because somebody got to talk about this. And it might as well it be me. Because the Passport Gang, Passport Gate, all this movement that you see going on was started based on this guy right here. Now, all of a sudden on YouTube, every Black man is talking about get your passport. We got to get our passports. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to get our passports and we got to leave the matrix. But these same guys are not teaching and preaching about health and fitness. Charles Tyler was not healthy and he definitely was not fit. But nobody talks about health and fitness. We talk about vagina because that's more important than health. That's more important. I mean, that's way more important. We, we got to get vagina, right? Vagina is more important than health, right? I just got to get some pussy, right? I, I just got to be between some, some thighs. I got I to get between them legs because even though I'm having heart problems, I got to get this pussy, right? Even though my cholesterol is crazy, even though 
you know, I got heart disease, you know, a family history of strokes and heart attacks and, and cancer and bad health and all sorts of issues. You know, vagina is more important, right? That's more important, right? I want to hear that, right? So I'm going to use the founding father of the passport gang, the one all these brothers are trying to be like, Charles Tyler, as a damn example for you demonic whoremongers who continually get passports to go overseas to smut out women. Your leader died in his sins. According to Charles Tyler, it says that he was married once, I believe he said for 17 years and he had two children. And he also said that his wife was from Jamaica and I think he said she was a good woman. So this is not a woman who stressed him out and did him dirty. He said she was a good woman, but he was younger when he got together and he must have did some dumb shit. And I guess she probably left. So it's not like he had this terrible woman. He was just a whoremonger who didn't want to do what he had to do as a man. And he decided to go out there and just get with women. And because of that movement, it cost him his life. He wasn't focused on his health. He wasn't focusing on that which is important. Your leader died in his sin. If traveling overseas is the answer to escape the matrix, please explain to me what happened to Charles Tyler. What happened to him? How come he died early? How come he died at a young age, in his mid-age? Please explain to me what was the cause. His health. Now, why is it that black men spend so much time on YouTube talking about pussy and getting women, and we got to travel, we got to get these hoes? That's what black men talk about all damn day on YouTube, but they do not talk about their health. Half of these brothers are unhealthy, washed up, poor health. Do you understand me? Washed up men, defeated men, losers, incels, unable to get women in the United States, so they travel abroad. Hopefully that women over there don't know their history, that in America, they're really losers and failures. <laughs> so let's stop right there. I told y'all, I told y'all. So now we see a real life example of one of these miserable dudes in the manosphere dying alone, like we talked about. So this fool that we're watching here, this fool founded this whole Passport Brothers movement where, again, these broke bums will travel abroad and they'll mess with poor sex workers because they can't get women here. And like this person said, this content creator said, this dude was also previously married, admittedly to a good woman. So he said that she was a good woman. And they all are. They all tend to be married to good women. And instead of honoring their wives and their family, he wanted to be a whore. So he going from country to country, chasing pussy. Now he's six feet under. So again, like this guy said on this video, they be worried about the wrong shit.
The same thing happened to problematic Manosphere creator David Carroll as well. So let's watch this and then we'll talk through it. Because Michael Carroll, I would say within the past, his past two uh, productions before he disappeared, didn't sound too good. And he stated it in his last production that I think I'm trying to come down with something. Michael Carroll was only 56 years old. That's fairly young. That's not even senior citizen age, if I'm not mistaken. And if this news is absolutely true, which it would be nice to say that, okay, it's not 100% confirmed or maybe this is a bad rumor or a bad joke, but I'm just going to have to go on the limb and say that it is true. That's a young age for a man to check out. Michael Carroll was one who lived a solitary lifestyle. And listening to Brian Solange's video that he made, I got around to finishing the whole thing earlier today. And he talked about the Marlboro Man lifestyle. And I hope I'm saying it right. I don't mean to butcher it. He talked about the Marlboro lifestyle, the solitary lifestyle, the introvert lifestyle. And he stated some things when it comes down to living that lifestyle that a lot of men need to learn how to live that lifestyle. Now, I'm going to add something onto that because this is something that deeply hit home to me when he mentioned this. Is that one of the downfalls about living that lifestyle, being to yourself and by yourself, that if something were to happen to you in your home, how long, how much time would go by before somebody even notices that something happened? This is what scares the shit out of me. As I hope that this brother did not go out in that same capacity. We knew that Michael Carroll lived alone. He stated that he was never going to get married. He stated that he had no intention on living with a woman. He did it one time and he was done with it. He knew he was going to die alone. But the fact of the matter is, and I'm hoping that this didn't happen. I'm hoping that he died in a hospital somewhere surrounded by family. I'm hoping that that wasn't his fate. Because he had gone missing a month ago. His sister just recently posted that on her Facebook page, I believe, over the weekend, this past weekend. So if something happened, I mean, if just I scrolled through some of her posts, I didn't see nothing about pray for my brother, he's in the hospital. I didn't see anything that stated this. And I just hope that this brother didn't go out in, in a horrific way, dying all alone. I, I, I hope that wasn't the case. So what did I say, Black women? What did I say? So these miserable fools die alone. David Carroll was a miserable Manosphere content creator in the same space as Karen Scamuels. And he profited off of denigrating Black women for decades. This man ended up dying of COVID 
Um, as a matter of fact, his most recent video right before he passes of him coughing and shit still on his deathbed denigrating black women. And guess what? His miserable ass died alone. Okay. Contrastingly, black women spend their lives developing loving, meaningful relationships and nurturing and nourishing those relationships and pouring into people and developing meaningful ties to people. So they never die alone. Even when they are single, even when they are child free, they still have a loving and supportive network of family and friends and loved ones who look out for them. Whereas black men are the opposite. And they selfishly screw over the women in their lives, chasing sex and pussy and instant gratification. They pump and dump and abandon their children. They burn so many bridges, so they end up dying alone. All right, hopefully that was helpful. That's all I got. I called it, y'all. So I released that shit uh, 24 hours, less than 24 hours before Kevin passed away. So I want to hear from y'all. I got a few people in the back chat. Um, call in, sound off. Y'all always hear me talking. I want to hear what was y'all's first reaction when y'all found out that he passed and unsurprisingly that he passed with a prostitute on top of him. Um, a BBW prostitute who was plus size, although he denigrated uh, plus size black women so often. I don't know. I'm about to add these few people. Um, let's talk. I want to hear from y'all. So I'm about to add Best Life. Hey, Best Life. Hey, boo. Hey. Hi. <laughs> What's up? Hi. I'm a, I'm a fairly new subby. I just found you a couple of weeks ago. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you for subbing. Yeah, I found you through um, Deborah Cooper. I was listening to her divestment um, uh, video, and I saw you come up. I said, let me check her out. So I've been a sub ever since. Oh, welcome. <laughs> I'm happy to have you on. So what's your thoughts about this? Girl, <laughs> my immediately... My immediate thought when I found out was, okay, this is the work of the universe. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not even going to lie. I really did. I felt like this is a spiritual, this is something spiritual. And I believe that all Black women are, as a collective, we are one of, if not the most powerful spiritual force there is. And mm -hmm. so I feel like this needed this this was bound to happen um mm -hmm. just because you know i don't know about anybody else's um experience but i know in my experience when i divorced my ex dusty his life went downhill yeah. <laughs> and <Same. laughs> yeah and i felt like that that was that was spiritual you know, I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to do anything. Just, I feel like just the hurt that he caused upon me caused for his life to go downhill. And so mm -hmm. I feel like any time, you know, Black women as a collective are done wrong, mm -hmm. there's going to be a, a spiritual debt to be paid. And so that's that was my first, first you know, thought when I found about, out about this. I agree. I totally agree, Best Life. And my thoughts too were like, so 
Okay, fun fact. And you're a new a new subby, so this will probably be <laughs> new to you. But my my father, he was he was out there for a long time and he remarried and um he remarried when I was like eh, 19, 20 years old and he decided to start having children more. And um more children. And so I have an 11-year-old sister, a 14-year-old sister and a 5-year-old brother. And I thought to myself, I remember being very young and thinking well, the men in our family, they don't usually live longer than the age of 60. So why, as a 50-year-old man, are you continuing to have children knowing that you one foot in a grave and the other one in a pill? And But that's not normal, though. That's not normal in other groups of communities. And so, but it was interesting that I kind of, I, I under... I had a basic idea of, you know, something was happening. They died prematurely. I didn't understand all that I know now. But like you said, it's all, it's just like a, a kar karmic uh, retribution thing that that's happening. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, they, they don't care when you were saying that they, you know, they still be having kids and stuff late in their age. They, they don't care. And they just continue spreading their seed anywhere. And then, you know, they end up suffering the consequences e e either through their children or, you know, through unfortunately dying alone. And, yeah. you know, another thing is that I've been seeing, you know, on YouTube mainly is a lot of people saying, well, oh, we shouldn't be celebrating his death. And, you know, black women, we shouldn't be doing this and doing that. But how how can you blame us for, you know, being happy that someone that has publicly humiliated many of black women and come against us on such a large platform, you know, how, how can you say that we, we shouldn't be, you know, celebrating this or celebrating that? I'm not necessarily celebrating, but I am glad. <laughs> and I won't lie about that. But if you did, there's nothing wrong with that because this man was, he was an abuser and yeah. he promoted and perpetuated the idea that that was okay. So he not only um, said that he denied victims of DV and said that domestic violence is something that never really happened. And the only time he's seen it is when it was, they were abusing each other. Something really, really weird. He called, called it the color purple of the black community. Like it's yeah. some type of like varsity that doesn't happen. Happen. He also said that you shouldn't believe in children that tell you that they're sexually abused. He's also said um, that back in the day, historically, uh, women weren't needed because the men would would mate and sexually be with young boys. Listen, that is horrible. it's awful. And this is what I mean. Like, you don't get to inflict pain and trauma and be a very hateful, vitriolic, nasty person because he had a really, really large platform. And so I don't think we've even seen the fallout. I think that there's probably several people who will come out and will say, oh, well, my, you know, my spouse listened to Kevin Samuels. And because of that, he did A, B and C to me and thought that this was OK. He really promoted a lot of abusers. Yeah. And so, yeah. I'm glad he's gone. And if you wanted to celebrate, go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Because you don't get to abuse uh, women and be vitriolic and be nasty and be disgusting and then tell me that I can't be happy that you're gone. Exactly. You know I'm, I mean? I'm just happy that, you know, now Black women won't have the opportunity to log on and call on to his show and be publicly humiliated anymore. I'm, I'm yeah. happy about that. 
I agree. Thank you so much for calling in, Best Life. I appreciate you. You're welcome. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> All righty, love. Um, I'm going to add Miss Sincere. Hey, Miss Sincere. Hi, beautiful. Melon and Poppin. Hello. Thank you. So I saw Char Charles Tyler in a thumbnail, but I'm going to talk about Kevin first. Yeah. Please but do. I knew Charles Tyler. I said in the chat, I knew Charles Tyler per uh, personally. But when it comes to Kevin, he knew what he was doing. Like he knew he knew he he knows his audience. And I saw videos. I saw a video of a Kevin a while back where he was talking about you know when he first started out, he was actually trying to correct black men and empower them, but they didn't care about that. You know, self improvement. But he said in an old video that if I started talking bad about black women, I would go, you know, viral. So obviously when he started talking bad about black women, that's when he gained his little following of a million followers. And what scares me the most is that the men that I know personally in my life that are upset he's gone, it scares me. It, it just absolutely scares me. Miss Sincere, can I add? So you said he said that verbatim that he knows that if he denigrates Black women, that his platform would grow? Yes, it was a video oh. on TikTok where he's sitting in his car. And oh. he was like, I bet you if I talk bad, it, I don't know. I don't know what he said. I can't remember what he said verbatim. But it was along the lines of him saying, if I were to talk bad about Black women, or I would talk about this, that you guys would be paying attention. But yes, wow. that, that's correct. It was a really old video. It's a really old video of him sitting in the car. And the other thing oh I want to say is, you know, when I say he knew his audience, I don't believe that he, I don't even know how to say this, but I just know, no, he knows that his audience is a bunch of pedos, losers you know, baby daddies and sex offenders. So he said those things to appeal to his audience because he knew his audience. Um, and as far as him being dead, I particularly do not care. And I don't think any woman should shame another woman for being glad he's dead. And I don't think anybody should shame anyone for not caring. I just don't think we should be shaming each other based off of our opinions on this man dying. But the thing that really, really irks me is the fact that these men are just saying stuff like, look at these women and what they're doing, this, that, and a third. And I'm just like, it bothers me because it's like, you guys have a sense of morality when it comes to, and empathy when it comes to your needs. But when it comes to our needs and you guys are perpetrating this abuse upon us, then it's like all that goes out the window and you can't recognize it. But magically you recognize it when it's happening to you. And a lot of them, I mean, the level on which these men are on code with their debauchery is, is just terrible. And um, I want to, can I tell you about Charles Tyler and the dying alone thing? I, I, it's it's important because- So I, I saw your comment and I know you got a lot of tea to spill, but yes. I wanted, to, I wanted yes. to converse with you a little bit first about, cause you said a mouthful. So um, yeah, everybody is saying that. Yes, he said that it's going viral on Twitter, that clip, and it's also going viral on YouTube. Can y'all send that clip to me? Email it to me. Uh, my email is LexisExodusChannel at gmail.com because I want to see that shit because I, I yeah. mean, you have an idea. Like I, I speculated that's what he was doing because it's like, how do you totally turn around 
um, the messaging of your channel. First, he was talking about perfumes and colognes. Then he was he was denigrating. I remember the video. What what's your dick size? You got a small dick. That's what he was saying to them. <laughs> and then after that, like yeah, he didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware of him until he told that woman that she was average at best. That's when he went insanely viral. And then after that, I think he went from like 100K subbies to like a million in a year. So that's crazy that he knew he was intentional about it. And it doesn't surprise me because he always says he has a sales background. So he was very strategic about what he he was doing um, when he, you know, decided to change the messaging of his channel. You said something else that I wanted to um, ask you about, but I, I can't remember. So go ahead and tell us about the um, passport brother, dude, because I know you got so some tea his name obviously was Charles Tyler. And when I first met him, I actually met him online because I did a video. And this was back years ago when I was in my early 20s. I'm 30 now. So I did a video response to him that pretty much went viral. Um, I guess you could say viral at the time. And so he reached out to me and we would always converse all the time on like Skype. And I joined his Brazilian group on Facebook and let me let me I'm going to tell you the backstory before I tell you about um, when he died, what I knew about when he died. So essentially, Charles Tyler would say he had it as a disguise. Oh, these men are going overseas to find wives. They're fine. They're trying to find wives and they're trying to find black wives, you know, because the women here in the matrix of the United States is not dateable. And I would be like, well, why don't you go to Africa? Because I'm pretty sure your money would go a lot farther in Africa than some South American countries. I mean, I don't know how it works, but I know that our money goes pretty far in Africa if you want a black woman that's more, you know, traditional. And of course, I didn't get a response on that. So I actually had spoken to quite a few of the Brazilian women that was in the group on Facebook. And uh, what ended up happening is a lot of the Brazilian women in the group had left and they left the group because they came to the group with the impression that these black American men were looking for wives. And I and they were told that, but a lot of them left the group because as soon as this is what would happen, as soon as one of the men would find one of the Brazilian women in the group, they would bombard and harass her with the horrible sexual content. And they were confused oh because God. I thought they were looking for wives and they just left the yeah. group and there was one brazilian woman in particular that i would talk to and this was a long time ago me and her were talking and she was confused because she was telling me that these men would go and tell brazilian women how terrible we are how awful we are and it got to the point where she realized it's not your women these women yeah. it's y'all even these other women in these other countries when they see these men they know once they get a dose of these men they know the problem is not us that it's them Girl. And to make it even worse, one of the Brazilian women had went off on Charles Tyler because she was like, you guys talk so badly about your women, but y'all don't provide any infrastructure for them. Mm -hmm. How are you going to talk badly about them, but you do nothing for them? And then you want to come to our country and 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 basically do sex tourism. Like I would see posts in the groups of men posting a huge a lot of condoms and posting pictures with. They were not going there for black women. They were going there for like the real. Basically, what what you see in the the music videos here, the real yeah. BBL, thick, <laughs> yep. white, damn near white, not black women. That's what they were trying to get, but at a cheaper price because they couldn't afford it over here. But oh, that's pretty much over there. And one of the guys that I knew from the group, because I was a black woman in the group, and this is when I was younger, and I was, you know, I did I wasn't 
So forgive me, y'all. I don't do this anymore because I left and it was a long time ago. Well, early 20s. One <laughs> of the guys in the group I will particularly remember, I forgot his name, but he had been with three different Brazilian women and he ended up in jail in Brazil multiple times. And he was going through a real hard time down there because I, I guess he thought he could pull the same shit up here that he could down there. And I mean, he doubled down and said, my worst day um, in Brazil is still better than my best day ever in the United States with black women. Girl. Which that clearly was not the case. And I mean, this man had, was in Brazilian prison jail and had multiple women, Brazilian women that was just not putting up with his nonsense. So to fast forward a little bit, um, I remember one time when I was on a Skype conversation uh, conversation with Charles and um, when we were talking, he didn't know that I did not get off the call. I did not get off the call. Mm -hmm. I was still on the call and they were he was conversing with like some other guy. And this guy was saying, basically said, you know, I'm going there to get this nice uh sexy this that a third and do this and just horrible sexual thing like horrible sexual stuff and i sat and i listened and oh. i was i wasn't surprised but then i at, towards the end of the call i had said something and charles was like oh you weren't supposed to hear all that and then of course i got off the call after that so these men they they put it as a disguise that they're looking for wives they put it mm -hmm. as a disguise that it's better over there for them which really it's not the only thing that they care about especially when i was in the group they made it a point to want to rub it in my face that they're over there with these types of women. And the, the crazy thing about it was that Charles had a, um, a beach party in Brazil, right? And from what I was told from one of the guys about the, be the beach party in Brazil was that when they got there, they were, I guess they were thinking they were going to be greeted by a whole bunch of sexy, you know, non-black Brazilian women with huge thighs and curves and hips and stuff. But when they got there, they were complaining about how they felt like the women there only wanted them for money. I kid you not. <laughs> like, I kid you not. They were upset about that. And what makes it even worse is when Charles Tyler died, you know. And by the way, the conversations he and I would have would, would have been were basically about were debates about basically black women and black men issues. But um the one thing that i'm gonna say about his death is when he died um from what i understand and what i was told that they had state-run hospitals down there they had state-run yeah. hospitals down there so because he didn't have any insurance i believe there was like some sort of a travel insurance he could have got in case he died he did not have any travel insurance from what i was told so he ended up in a state-run hospital and he was in, I guess, their version of ICU and he was on life support. And what ended up happening was he they pulled the plug on him because it was a state-run hospital and he didn't have any private insurance or travel insurance. So because he was in a state-run hospital and didn't have any private insurance, he couldn't go and get um, go to a, a place that would have gave him better care and probably wouldn't have pulled the plug. Child. So essentially, the plug, had he had travel insurance and the then he probably would still be alive today and what makes it even worse is that his family from what i understand they had to start a um i guess you could say a fund for him because he had no insurance because they couldn't bring his body back 
and they didn't have money for his funeral and just the, just, had, it was just Stewart, he had children too right like i read that he had children yes he does have a daughter his daughter is in the military she's a very very beautiful uh woman young lady oh, um woman. so and the saddest part about it is i charles had shown me a picture of when he was younger and then of course the picture we saw how he looked you know, around the time he passed and he did not take care of himself at all. Like yeah. he looked very yeah. healthy and fit when he was younger, but mm. essentially what ended up happening was of course they pulled the plug on him. He died that way. And I wanted at the time when he passed away to come out and make a video addressing it. But, um, <laughs> one of the men in the group that actually was a legitimate, decent human being. And that didn't go for the, the men's nonsense. Um, he was just like, don't make that video. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to make it because I don't want these men harassing me and descending upon me. And I just didn't feel like dealing with it. Um, but I just remember from what I was told when they had his funeral that, um, the, the last thing the pastor had said was, you know, gentlemen, you have your passport stamp for Brazil, but do you have your passport stamp for heaven? And of course they probably didn't care. It probably went in one ear and went out the other. But um, I will say this from my, me personally, knowing Charles and having conversations with him, um, he seemed like a nice, I guess you could say, quote unquote, nice guy. But then I had to realize that all of these degenerate men, he's the one leading these degenerate men. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, there's no way that he could be a nice guy or a good man. And all of these degenerate men are flocking to him and following him because at the end of the day, water seeks its own level. And Girl. when it comes to Charles, yeah, when it comes to Charles Tyler, I wouldn't be surprised if they was over there just doing a whole bunch of sex tourism because apparently from what I saw in the group, they was just doing a whole bunch of sex tourism and they just take those pictures and do those things just so they can flex on, try and quote unquote flex on us and make us, you know, jealous and feel bad. But Mrs. It's, it's, it's really a fan. So what did, what did Kevin say? He said um, black women's best, uh, biggest competition is Maria, right? Well, when he say that, he mean broke Brazilian poor prostitutes. That's what he was talking about because I, I love Mexico. I go to, um, I went to Mexico for my honeymoon and went um, again last year. The value of um, the US dollar just goes further. And so, yeah, it's like you can live really, really well there for very, very um, inexpensively. So I'm, I'm sure that they were going over there just because they could stunt and ball and act like they got money when in reality in the states domestically they they broke dudes also culturally we know they don't value family they don't value the marital unit they don't value commitment so they just taking that dust abroad so i'm not surprised that that's all that they were doing is um seeking sex from those women um dj kosher said y'all bitches is crazy no nigga you crazy for fucking worshiping and taking relationship and life advice from a gay broke dead dude that died alone child and it, that reminds me too um miss sincere um you talked about how like you know you'd like to go on um some of those panels i think you said to kind of engage in dialogue dusty's do not call up on this show because i will block you i will hang up these conversations are below my pay grade cash at me if you'd like to have a conversation i refuse to engage in circular conversations with nick Noggs. um okay thank you miss sincere for spilling the tea babe 
Okay, I'm gonna bring hashtag right. Black Woman up. Thank you, baby. <laughs> hey, boo, hey. hey, hey, boo, hey. Sorry, I had to snap for a little bit. This dude pissing me off. Mods, please block. If you see any dudes in here being disrespectful, just block them. Um, go ahead, dog. What was your thoughts and your reactions to? Um, you know what it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah. the, I, I have no idea what reaction the manosphere and, and all these black men thought we was going to have. They must have thought we was joking. They must have thought we was bluffing. They must have mm -hmm. really thought that we would have some sort of respect. And any other time, you know, it's freedom of speech. You know, he's just he's keeping it real. He's holding you accountable. When we exercise our freedom of speech, when we hold him accountable, you you did his whole entire death was so symbolic. You know, he hated the movie The Color Purple. His death was a scene from The Color Purple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and I, I'm a huge believer of the things that, that you speak, you know, speaking, speaking the things that you want into existence, even mm -hmm. the things that you want for somebody else, whether it be good or bad, you wishing that kind of thing or you saying certain things and you saying that kind of thing out loud, you're putting it out there. Of course, it comes back on you. So what reaction did these angry <laughs> dudes think we was going to have? The the YouTube is um absolutely like on fire with people just like just be quiet. Why do you gotta talk about him? And then people are just like begging. Like I saw that post with it, whatever that church uh collection of churches or whatever it was. Yeah. Where he was just like, you know, and I've never heard of that before either. I've never heard of him before. Where where was this collective pastor, whatever it was? When Kevin Simmons was alive, saying the things that he was saying, how come no? How come nobody jumped in then? Why are everybody jumping in now, girl? Because the the church, the black church, is misogynist. That's another story for another day. But they hate yeah. black women too. So mm -hmm. yeah, they coddled and they enabled that bull ish. Very okay. very true. Yeah. Only other thing I wanted to say, Lex, was that um, these dudes that die alone are all around us all the time. I talked about this on my channel just recently. I was like. I was like, men like Kevin Samuels are usually found dead in hotel rooms surrounded with drugs and alcohol and all kinds of shady stuff, you know, yeah. or in their apartments. And, and people people find them days later because of smells coming out the apartment and stuff like that. That's the life that you that that you chose. You know what I mean? That's the life that you live. But you you worried about my marriage and my weight and my health and. Bro, get your own house together. I, I mean, it, it's just it's just hilarious. It is cosmic karma is extremely karmic. But um, I was talking about how everywhere we go, there's always some some old dude that's still trying to max, still think he 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 think he he think he still got it, walking with a cane in his old age, his lines and wrinkles. These dudes be sixty years old, dressing like dressing like, like they still twenty five. Trying to act like they're still twenty five yep. or whatever, still trying to mac. You see, we see them all the time at work, and yep. you know, in our neighborhoods, in our in school. It's always the old dude still think he got it, still think he can get some woman that's young, fine, and in their prime. And I recently just moved myself, and there's this old dude that lives downstairs. And I, as soon as soon as he saw me, here he come and oh, how you doing? You sure look beautiful. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, bro. <laughs> old as heck. Old as heck. So finally, I was just like, you know, I'm in a relationship. I'm not interested. I don't really feel like being harassed every time I come and go. 
Okay. Like I don't want to, I don't want you trying to, you know, chase me down just because you see me leaving my apartment, leave me alone. Don't even approach me. But do you know, he told me Lex that he's looking for a new apartment because him and his girlfriend broke up. It's his, at his old age, a girlfriend. Oh my Lord. That doesn't surprise me. He's looking for a new apartment. And he was like, when I saw you, I was like, oh, this would be perfect. I can stay in the neighborhood. <laughs> Listen, he want a nurse. He want a mule. He want all that. And that's that's my thing. My when you said that, like those men are kind of like stuck in their twenties, like they don't yeah. they don't age um, mentally. That reminded me of my son's grandfather. He is just like that. And when I tell you, he just got married, uh, maybe about two years ago, around, maybe around the same time I did, maybe like a year or two before I did. But um, this fool dresses like a 20-year-old, wears yeah. like basketball shorts everywhere, just mm. now got married because now he's experiencing health issues. Yep. And now he he want to live in nurse to take care of him. And mm. that's what they do. And like yep. you, talk, you talking about, um, you, I think you said that you kind of predict, predicted that this was going to happen because mm -hmm. um, yeah, when you live that lifestyle, when you live a fast lifestyle, um, it eventually catches up with you. Yeah. We don't life is finite we don't live forever i people have been telling me oh you're clairvoyant you prophesize this and i'm like no i'm just observing and i incorporate exactly. common, sense. Just common sense right common sense. Just I've, I've seen them die i've seen yes. all the women in my family live they live like long lives all the men, every single last one of them have died yep. in their 50s before yep. 60 because of yep. their they died alone yeah you know? So. so we so we see it. We we see it all the time. Not only that, Kevin looked, I always thought he was lying about his age because he looked about 10 years older than what he actually was. So he did not look like a healthy man that took care of himself and that took care of his life in any way. So it's just like it's not it's not a lot of people. A lot of people um, called this. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just me. It was it wasn't just Cynthia. It wasn't just Ian. It was a lot of people that was like, he going to die. He going to be found dead somewhere. Just watch. <laughs> Listen. What happened? Yeah, Tiffany just said that. She just said he probably he probably, he probably gonna be dead in a week. And look what happened. It's just uh, listen, I'm telling you, in yep. all those red bulls and stuff, it's mm -hmm. like were you eating well? And they you know they say in general, men who are married. It is a win-win situation for them because what tends to happen is when they have wives, their wife holds them accountable. So though mm -hmm. their diet is better, they'll work mm -hmm. out, they'll be more mindful about like doctor's appointments and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the reverse for women. Women who are married tend to live shorter lives and it's because we're so nurturing and we have the children and we're pouring so much into everyone else. We tend to put ourselves on the back burner. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm not surprised he he dead and gone and wearing a yeah. toe tag because looked at look at how you know that type of lifestyle along yeah. with that mentally like whatever that nastiness that that, yeah. visual, that you, you can't be a disgusting despicable person like that and expect to live a long healthy happy life are you it does not work that way are you are you crazy. You do not got to be no clairvoyant to see that dude was going to drop dead. Right. In, in, in the exact manner that he did. You don't got to be no yeah. no witch to, to know that. Yeah. The heck? Listen, <laughs> thank you, girl. Y'all go check out hashtag Black Women. She also has a channel that I'm sub to and that I enjoy as well. I appreciate you for calling in, honey. 
Yes, girl. Thank you. I'm so happy I caught your live tonight. I had no idea you was going to be going live, but I'm glad I, I didn't caught know I was. I didn't know I was either. I landed. I'm like, I got to talk about this because they keep pinging me. But <laughs> thank you, All babe. Right, Bye. All right. See ya. I'm going to add Nelly to the chat. Hey, boo. Hey. Oh, Nelly, can you hear me? You're, you're muted. I'm sorry. I was on mute. I'm sorry about that. Hi, <laughs> right, boo. What's up? Oh, good. So, Prosper, <laughs> I just want to wish you and all the moms and aunties and big sisters in the chat a happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'll be forgetting it's Mother's Day tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's that's big in our family because I'm from a matriarchal family. So, Mother's Day is like Christmas around here, okay? And, and girl, Christmas came early because the man died just a few days <laughs> before Mother's Day. So, that's what's going to bring me to my first point. Like, when I first heard about this, um, I thought it was fake. I'm going to be honest. I did not think it was real. I thought, because we all know that, you know, Kitten Hills, he's a diva and he, he likes attention. And so I'm like, oh, this, this can't be real. And even just the situation and the manner everything happened, it was just so ironic. I mean, from the drugs, the Viagra, the, 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 the hookers. The, the, do you remember um, Andrew Gillum that, um, yep, I think he was out of Florida, was it? Yeah, I think it was Miami. He was running okay. for governor and yes, yep, I remember exactly the type of the setup. You know, that's the that's the first thing I thought of was like, okay, he's just this is some type of publicity stunt he got going on. He gonna get on live later and you know start clowning black women for cheering. You know, <laughs> saying that he was gone. But I started seeing more people in Clubhouse and on YouTube getting on it then. There were insiders talking about, um, you know, they were actually in Georgia and, and in the Atlanta region, region. And, you know, that when it was finally confirmed, I'm like, okay, this is this is really weird. It's really um, ironic, but I ain't going to trip. <laughs> but I was in Facebook jail. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was in Facebook jail. So I couldn't even, like, get online and talk my shit like I wanted to, like everybody else. But it forced me in a position to just watch. And when I was just watching, because I had like like um 24 hours left on my on my band on Facebook. So I was just watching and looking at everyone's reactions. And it's bringing me to my second point, which is I'm so proud of black women for just finally putting a price tag and a hefty price tag at that on our sympathy. I remember um earlier in May, you know, when that the white girl stabbed her boyfriend. I can't Toby, right? Um, Christian Toby, a, a boom Sally. I don't know how to pronounce right, that last name, but yeah. Right. Yep. And I, and I just loved seeing black women's reaction to the situation. You know, he didn't care about us. We going to save our, our marching boots and, you know, our care and our sympathy and our empathy for, you know, something that serves us. And I saw the same attitude in this Kevin situation. And so I was just like, so excited about that because, you know, we do have some black women online trying to take the moral high road and chastise black women for just not giving the fuck. But, you know, on my timeline, and even um, I was out dinner with my family yesterday, even black women in my family who are not moving in divestment spaces like I am, they don't know anything about divestment. They're not, they're not on YouTube. Even they were at the dinner table at the restaurant talking about, oh, well, we, we don't care. Dying, <laughs> dying our problem. So that means- Talking about Kevin? What was that? Talk, they were talking about Kevin and they said that? 
Yeah, because he, <sighs> you know, his his star is a lot bigger. So yeah, it's, it's comment like it's you know the black women in our families are more likely to hear about. Uh, Kevin Samuels than they are, you know, Alexis S. Exodus or any of the other, you know, Black women divestment creators. And so it didn't surprise me that they were aware of him just because, you know, he has, he was, he was piercing, he was piercing the veil of the mainstream. So it didn't surprise me. Well, Nelly, I'm not surprised that they were aware of him. I'm surprised that they weren't remorseful about it because. No, they weren't. My one cousin was like, oh, he's gay anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that for us. Oh, yeah. It made me feel because it's one thing, you know, we we don't see or we don't come across divested women in our everyday lives. Or if we do, we just don't know because, you know, we keep our heads on the swivel. We do what we got to do. You know, we make sure we're safe. We get home, you know, stuff like that. And so when I see women in my family and women who don't necessarily move in these spaces, does not give a fuck, you know, it makes me feel good, you know, and um, when I see girls in Baltimore not caring, like when 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 the black girls from the hood start to not give a fuck about these niggas, yeah. that's that's when you know that black women are really starting to wake up and make a change. Because it's one thing for you know us who have been away to college and been exposed to more, you know, to look at the black community and say fuck that shit. It's another thing when you know the sisters who are still in the thick of it or just like nah. Like something got to change, you know, so I'm definitely pulling for those black women who are still in those spaces, still trying to find a way to divest and get out, but just mm -hmm. don't know exactly what to do. Um, if you're out there and you hear me know that there are black women who are pulling for you, just keep putting yourself first. You know, these <laughs> it feels good. That's all I'm going to say. It feels good. I'm not letting anybody make me feel bad for not giving a shit about that nigga. Um, hashtag Black Women had just mentioned the preacher on Facebook. I left a nice little comment on that post too, you know, because yeah. where were you when Black kids were being molested in your pews? Mm -hmm. You know, yep. the billions of dollars that we raised for you, you mm -hmm. know. The black church ain't built as a motherfucking hospital, a grocery store. Nothing. nothing. But this is what nothing. you want to speak out on? No, no. Politically, there's no influence. So, right. you know, when so, we expect for these politicians to do things for us, they want money. But we, exactly. we don't have any. Yeah, yeah. we're sinking in, in the church and there's no there's no tangible benefits as a result of us doing that. So, no, I totally agree with you, sis. And uh, I so I miss how old those ladies were that you were talking about that you were at dinner with who were kind of like who cares if, um, if you so my baby sister's in town she's in the air force she's all oh she's younger. younger okay yeah so she's but she is in town you know for Mother's Day and so um she she's not home often so we were all just like let's get together so we were all ranging from our um early and mid twenties to my auntie okay. my my grandmother's younger sisters who were all in their sixties so. Like oh. literally, literally everybody, you know, was just like, you know, wow. we got, we got better stuff to worry about. You know, I even have an auntie who um just turned 62 and, you know, she's from that generation, right? She, she's from that generation. We know what that generation was like. And even she has said to me, Nelly, I just think something is wrong with black men. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, just, 
I don't know because <laughs> I, before <laughs> I was I was on dates and you know you know as a woman when you're dating you like to let the you know the woman around you know who you're with and what's going on with you and so when my aunt see me going on these dates with all these fine ass white men she like Nelly is this she before she would be like is this what you really want to do Nelly and I'm like yeah. <laughs> So I went from, is this what you want to do to Nelly? I think something's wrong with our black men. I just yeah. don't know. So even the boomer women are just like, mm-mm. No. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what? And I'm seeing, so what I'm noticing, even with the YouTubers, if you, and listen, they, these these girls about to go crazy. There's um, <laughs> a lot of them listen to, listen to me. But a lot of these YouTubers, you know, oh, well, what I'll say, okay. What I'll say is there's a generational divide. So you'll see, um, women who are of a certain age, their mm -hmm. videos and their reaction to this have been, oh my gosh, I'm not going to celebrate this. You know, it, one lady, she even like, oh, he was a good friend of mine. Or he, and another lady um, I was talking to in my private chat, one of the other um, ladies was like, yeah, well, he also held black men accountable. Whereas the girls who are like millennials and under, they not having it. They like, get him the fuck out of here, good riddance. He was disgusting. He was vile. Um, retribution is happening. He's finally being held accountable for all of the pain and all of the uh, vitriol and all of the nastiness that he, you know, that he, he you read what you sow. So, I'm uh, so sick of black women and trying to be on this fair balance shit. Like, not me, child. First of I'm all, is First of all, as a woman, it's not my job to be fair with any man, black, white, or other. Like, I'm a woman. I don't have to play fair with men. Secondly, they don't give a shit when the shoe's on the other foot. I remember around Christmas, I had purchased another firearm, and I um I did an unboxing video, and I posted it on my Instagram, and I put different hashtags. I put the name of the armory, um, you know, just, just, just to get my post some traction. And then another hashtag I put under the post was every five hours, you know, which that's a hashtag that we use in Black women's spaces to kind of bring awareness to Black femicide. Let me tell you, this post had niggles underneath it talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to make that number uh, smaller. Y'all keep playing around. They don't give a shit about your life or taking your life. And here you are trying to be fair and balanced with them. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get yep. it. Um, so I'm gonna go because I want to get back in the chat and talk shit, and I want to get okay. And I want to read a few comments. Thank you, babe. Um, All right. So first off, there's a thousand people in the chat and only about 500 likes. So y'all need to like uh, the video, please. Also, Stacy said I'm 52. I'm not saying that at all. This does not apply to divested women. It doesn't. So when I said that, um, y'all, I'm um throwing shots. So y'all, I'm talking about a few um very prominent content creators who are older and who have been mammying it up. Divested women are not like that. We just know um that just recently DZ just did a live stream dragging this fool and she don't play that. So no, I'm not. I'm not saying everybody of a certain age. But what I am saying is I've noticed a trend. Um, especially on YouTube in the online space of um, women who are of a certain age who have been um, quick to cake for Kevin and to make excuses and to coddle him. Divested women are not, that does not apply to divested women though, Stacey. Um, okay, so I'm going to add, I'm not for everyone to the stream. Hey, boo. Hey, Exodus. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? 
I'm good. I'm just happy to catch one of your lives. Yay. Oh, I'm happy you're here, girl. I didn't plan this. I'm just, I landed. And I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and go live and talk about this mess. <laughs> what are your thoughts, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I saw your description. You out there living your best life. Get it. That's what's up. <laughs> um, to me, this whole Kevin thing, I don't, I don't have enough energy to care about the man. He was awful. I, I give no energy to people who are awful. That's ridiculous. And this whole thing about it's really annoying to me how we're as black women, we're always painted as the person who's automatically forced to do right by everyone, even though no one is willing to do right by us at all. And it's this constant treatment to where everyone wants to pretend that this is not happening just so that way they can continue the status quo. This isn't clairvoyance. Like this has been happening in every single generation known to man. You don't have to have clairvoyance. Just open your eyes and ears and look look the hell around at what's going on around you. It's really not that hard. You don't need statistics. You don't need numbers. If you're literally seeing the same damn thing over and over again between different generations, different races of different people, um, put, put two and two together. This yeah. is a problem and this is an issue. Obviously, it's a mindset. If it's literally happening across the globe, what the hell does that tell you? Mm -hmm. It is obviously an encouraging mindset that is continuing and is perpetuating. You have got to wake up and look at this. This is this is a, a total destructive mindset that's not going to go anywhere until the people who have the mindset realize that it's wrong and it needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. Can I interject for just a second? Um, oh, yeah, Eric, talking about Eric talking about y'all going to hell. No, bitch. Kevin is in hell. No, Kevin's there right now, and you'll probably follow in his footsteps as well. So continue. I'm sorry, sis. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't worry about it, because I, I enjoy when people say that stuff, because nine times out of ten, it's what's going to happen to you. Right. Stop. I, it's I, projection. It's projection. Yeah. All this die alone stuff, yeah. all this miserable and broke stuff. Y'all say yeah. that because statistically, y'all fall in those categories. So stop. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's all annoying because right. I've heard that all my, I've, I think the first time I heard that you're going to die alone, I think I was about what, 12, maybe 13. Oh, and a really? girl said that to me. Yeah. A white girl said that to me and I just looked at her and, but in my head I was smiling. Cause I already knew what that is. I said, that's going to happen to you more than likely. So you may want to stop saying that to people, but I didn't tell her that, but I was like every, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people in my life have told me that. And I'm just looking at them like, you have no idea what you just said, but good luck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, sis. Well, thank you so much for calling. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Oh, no, that was it. That was it. Just, yeah. It, a reckoning is coming for a lot of people who just don't understand that this is not the right way to think and behave towards any other human being on the planet. And they're going to find out the hard way. It is what it is. And you know what? You said something about it's not, it doesn't take you having to have, um, intuition even, or to have the capability to prophesy, I maybe I, I grew up in Blackistan, so I I saw it growing up everywhere around me. So for me, it's just like, well, shit, it wasn't hard for me to put two and two together and just be observing and be like, man, all these fools is dying alone. All y'all is dying alone, and y'all dying young. All y'all dying in y'all's fifties and forties and thirties. This this seems to be a recurrent theme happening here. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a white culture and I was adjacent to the black community. And even I could see it at 10 years old. I was like, there's something it's not right. Like, I'm you people look like me and that's great. But it's like we can't communicate because y'all are doing something that is just it's, it's not OK. Like, I don't 
feel this. So we're going to part ways at this this time. So goodbye. Like, yeah, at a very young age, I already knew because like there was something it wasn't right. I was like, mm -mm. Girl, I, I, I grew up in a white culture and I was like, no, even across from each other. I was like, there's still just something not right. We look the same, but mm -mm. girl, I thought it was normal just to only live to you 60 until I noticed the women living longer. <laughs> Like my girl, like I said, my grandma was 85 years old. Her mother lived until she was like 90 something and they were single women. And, um, you know, they, they live long fulfilling lives. My grandmother's still alive and kicking and she has so many people who love her and who care for her. So, so yeah, but all right, sis, thank you so much for calling in. All right. Thank you so much for your time and having me on as a, just a new random person that just wanted to get on here and talk. Thank you. Alrighty. Okay, so I'm gonna add Blaine Molina to the stream. Hey, Boo, hey. Can you hear us, sis? Hello? Um, you might be muted. I can't hear you. Um, I'm going to add Thou Shall Not Mammy to the stream. Blaine, um, I'm going to move you from the chat because for some reason I can't hear you. So, hey, Boo, hey. Hey, Lex. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy Mother's Day to everybody in the chat. Thank you, Boo. Your, um, your uh, mic sounds like it's popcorn or something. Oh, give me one second. Okay, babe. I'm going to read some comments while um, you check your mic. Um, so, uh, hair, hair grease and Red Bulls took black men out the home. So listen, why are y'all so quick with the draw on those Abbeys and those names? Child, I, I saw a cardiac arrest took black men out, out the home. Anyway, so she said Kevin Samuels is definitely not in heaven. I don't think he is either. You know, we like to always say, oh, I know he's looking down on us. No, I think he's looking up right now. I think he's looking up. You can't do shit like that and expect not to experience any repercussions. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. That sounds a bit better. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, that sounds much better. It's okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I just wanted to piggyback off of the last caller. Because what she said was absolutely right. Like what I was seeing online was black men don't have any type of morality. Like black women were always supposed to be the bigger person in every single scenario. You can degrade us. You can call us ugly. You can call us fat. You can tell us that we're, uh, we're uneducated. We're, we're going to die alone. We have too many ch children. You're blaming us for raising our children wrong. We're the blame for everything. And then when a situation like this, where this man is literally in a public space degrading the same women that look like his mother, that look like his sister, that look like his, his daughter, we're supposed to be like, oh, God rest his soul. Oh, rest in peace. I'm not gonna do that. Who would do that? No sane person would ever do that. It doesn't make any sense. Girl, and listen, but when one of these like, super conservative politicians or judges pass away. It's, it's party, it's party on black Twitter. 
Um, I, I can't imagine what it, it will be like when Donald Trump passes. You know, everybody's going to be celebrating. But all of a sudden, when it comes to, um, you know, someone who solely denigrated Black women, we're supposed to be remorseful and we're supposed to uh, be careful and not, you know, make sure that we're not speaking ill of the dead. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck him. I'm glad he's gone good for and I feel like it's because they've expected us so long in the community to be the moral compass because they don't have any. We're the only ones who have it. But I'm like, if we have to have the black community on our back with everything else, you also now need us to have, it's just too much. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, you guys don't have to do anything. You just want to be pretty little princesses, don't want to mm -hmm. work, don't want to take care of your children. You guys just want to be bums. You don't know how to fix anything. You can't read barely any of you. You don't know how to do math. Listen. Like, what do y'all want us to do? You can't understand when you can't even have a basic conversation with a black man without him getting irate or insulting you in some way. And it's like, okay, I thought we were having a discussion. I didn't know we were arguing in any type of way. But as I get older, that's the more, that's the dynamic that I'm facing. And I'm like, wow. At first, when, when you're younger, you just, when you hear those things, and I'm from a Caribbean background, like I'm Haitian, and my mm -hmm. mother used to tell me and my sisters, don't date black American boys. And at first we used to be like, well, mommy, that doesn't make sense because we're, you gave, we're, we're first born American. So we were born here. So we're like, well, you can't say that because you know, you gave birth to us, we're technically American. But she used to always warn us. She used to be like, American people don't, American black boys don't value education. It's free here. In our country, education is not free. The nearest school is like two, three miles away. If school here is free, worry about your education. Don't worry about a man taking care of you. Make sure you take care of yourself. And my mother was the kind of woman where she prided herself on she knew she made bad mistakes with men and she knew that mm -hmm. she didn't want her daughters to make that same mistake. My mother stopped dating men very early after she had me and my sister. Me and my sister were both M-worded, let's just say that, by oh, men sorry. that we were supposed to trust. Thank you. Yeah. So my mother, she took that experience and she says, I will, she literally said, I will never let this happen again. And I, when no. it comes to Mother's Day, I we shower my mother with gifts and praises because she really stopped her own life from, you know, not saying that she stopped her life from living, but she stopped herself from getting maybe even a partner who would have loved and, yeah. and, and accepted us as his own children. But for her, she goes, I can't take that chance. Yeah. And for that kind of a sacrifice from a mother, that is something that is eternal. Some of these mothers out here who are not, who are listening to, who listened to Kevin Samuels saying that don't believe your daughters when they tell you they're being touched is despicable. It's mm -hmm. despicable. Like you cannot mm -hmm. call yourself a mother because you gave birth to someone. That doesn't what, that's not what makes you a mother. I can't a lot understand. of people are. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, so um, one lady I saw just recently got arrested because she found her boyfriend in bed with her seven-year-old naked, and she ran him over with her damn car. <laughs> and I said, I mean, <laughs> I was like, that. I mean, with that, but quite honestly, like, 
I'd for me, my maternal instincts would kick in, but that's not common for for everyone. Your mother is a very, very honorable mama, good mama to be mama bear for you guys and to protect you guys in the way that she did after she found out what happened. That's really unfortunate. Um, can I ask you a question? Did she only date Caribbean men? Yes. Okay. See, I was going to say, so she was, she was spot on when she told you to stay away from American dusties. But the only thing I'll add to that is the ones abroad ain't no better child. They, it's all a mess. Yeah. Different, different nationality, same, same problems. Same mentality. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I had a, um, my really, really close friend is Jamaican and she, she was like, just like you. And she was born here and her mom was Jamaican and she um, ended up dating a black American male and got knocked up by him. Girl, why did she find out the dude was on uh, Craigslist um, using her computer on her Wi-Fi while she was working and he was unemployed messaging just anybody? She said it was guys, girls. It, they were skinny, fat, pretty, ugly, just anybody to have sex with them on Craigslist. And she, this was while she was pregnant and he was living with her and she, I mean, it totally traumatized her. She ended up um, thinking she had HIV or something because he was all over the place, all out slinging peeing everywhere and he was abusive and he was just a mess. So man, I, I yeah, your mom was right about that, but all, all of them is bad. <laughs> oh, and just one last thing. I just, before any, it's probably going to be widespread on social media tomorrow but i'm already starting to see that apparently kevin samuels had no money he has a thousand dollars in his bank account he was extremely in debt they're saying that this is from his mother's words and that they're trying to start a gofundme for this man okay oh lord it's different dusty same story this always happens to all of them all these youtubers all these like ig prominent influencers they'll all stunt and act like they live this and that's that's the problem with a lot of these fools is you spend so much time trying to look wealthy as opposed to actually doing the things to acquire wealth kevin you why weren't you actually doing the things cultivating assets you know establishing things to actually be wealthy as opposed to putting on expensive suits and shit and renting hotels to appear as wealthy but all right sis <laughs> thank you so much for calling thank in. you all Have right you ladies bye thank you y'all i'm getting tired i'm old so only a few more calls after this and i gotta go to bed y'all y'all know i just got back from vacation so i'm totally off because we were in a different time zone anyway but um uh, i'm gonna add lady feeling nice to the stream hey boo hey hey hi how are you good i've been watching your channel for at least uh a few months now so i'm pretty big fan <laughs> Oh, welcome. Thank you so much for supporting. Um, I I wanted to add on, well, everyone else made really good points. Uh, a lot of good stories here. Um, I work in the Sunshine State of Florida, social work. So, and um, a lot of nursing homes, I do a lot of reports. There's so many older men in these homes that never get visited. It's mm -hmm. it's crazy. I mean, every day I'm getting like dozens of reports. It never ends. Oh um, 
the women have friends like you mentioned everyone mentioned they have family members the mm -hmm. men never do um mm -hmm. hospital social worker will call asking for resources for this guy who won't leave um they can't sign him out because he has no family no insurance no safety plan like there's nothing for him he's mm -hmm. a 70 year old man uh today is it's just every day is a new thing um and i also get the child abuse calls too um a lot of those is sorting out like fraudulent calls like you have some dads who would call accusing moms of all types of stuff and these are these are uh, ninjas obviously um and this always is the same line of you know that they use um it's pretty much a script at this point so i can obviously tell when they're lying um it's it's just crazy um and speaking of generally just man dying alone a good well, example is my that was mm -hmm. interesting. So what you said there is like a script. So you said that you you get fathers that call with allegations of abusing their children? Of moms. They will oh, moms, moms. Okay. moms. Yeah, gotcha. they will they'll say anything. I've become really nonchalant with it, which is I, I know, but with that, well, they'll accuse moms like, oh, she's bringing random guys to her house. Oh, I don't like the boyfriend. <laughs> um, I don't like that the stepfather is telling my child what to do. And uh, the one recent report I had was a woman, she married a black woman, she married a white man. And the father, the baby daddy actually was so upset with this man. And I can see on his prior reports, he's reported this man 20 times. Oh my gosh. He accused the man of SA of his children, of stealing money, calling the cops on them, harassing them at their home. It just never ended. It's from like 2019. I can go back oh that far. Gosh. And it's Florida, oh. so it, it's a different breed. <laughs> yeah, Florida is crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. I think it's so interesting how like healthcare workers have um, like a firsthand um, account of what's happening with everything. Yeah. Like I, I was listening to DZ yesterday and one of her callers was saying how they get the, um, they get the sexual abuse victims first. They see them first before, you know, anybody else sees them like social workers see them. And then also they talked about how, um, what else was she saying? Oh, how she, she mentioned something about how she started to notice a trend in how every time a black guy would come in, she, they would ask like, okay, so who is your emergency contact person? And it will always be their mother. They would never, when they would ask, hey, are you married? No, they'd be like, they'd like scoff at it and would be like, no, I ain't never get married. I'm single. And it's like, well, damn, you listen, <laughs> your, your mother is 80 years old. She don't need to be your emergency contact in case of an emergency. Like what's going on here? It's very often. You see 70 year old moms, um, it, when their sons are still living with them, it's it's abundant. They don't have their own stuff, not their own car. They're always asking for money from their baby mamas. <laughs> it's just a cycle. And my oh. brother is one of them too. He doesn't have kids that we know of, but he's mooch off my 74-year-old grandmother. At She was living at a senior 55 in that community place. Mm -hmm. um, he lived for her, lied to the people that he was her caregiver. She's healthy. 
she's she's up she's walking she don't she doesn't take medications he lived with her for six years over there destroyed the room he stayed with her the tub was absolutely black she just moved to her own place she kicked him out that's how that you remind me so my grandmother is the same way she's like mama bear and anytime anyone is needs a place to stay or they homeless they they contact her but anyway just recently my um my uncle my crackhead uncle convinced her to allow him to move in and he didn't he started a pawn shop in her basement oh wow just just crazy shit just like what (laughs) you know just degenerate but all right thank you so much lady for calling in i really appreciate you you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing later. I'm about to go to bed too. I just finished working today and I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> all um, righty. Thank you, darling. Have a good night. You too. Good night. All right. So let's add Jen to the stream. Hey, Boo. Hey. Hello, Miss Exodus. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I just want to say I've been watching your um your channel since the day you created it. Like, oh, yeah. Oh but I'm not on Patreon though because I'm broke. I'm a broke college student, but I'm graduating this semester, so hopefully, um, I can get out there, work, and then you know support you. You should you should email me and um I can add you to the group. I appreciate you, my day one supporters, child. Y'all was yeah. There the I, I just don't. Comment that much. I I, yeah. I didn't have the balls to like comment and be out there, but now I'm like, uh, whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. I cloud watch a lot, but go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say I am ecstatic that he is gone. I am happy that the glitch, that that the Godfather of all glitches, has now been deleted. Me too. And I just. I just want to say something to the mammies and pickmies out there, you know, mm-hmm. like what I saw over the two days, you know, of, oh my gosh, it's so disgusting how y'all are celebrating his death and blah, blah, blah. It is no different than, you know, when Adolf Hitler was killed or you know committed suicide or something like that it's no different than when people were celebrating his death it will be no different than if putin was to die right now mm-hmm. you will have a section of people celebrating and you'll have a section of people crying mm-hmm. you know and kevin samuels is no different and i i truly think that the reason why black women keep losing is because we keep standing in the way of god's judgment i agree we keep literally God could just like just God could just try to slap a black man and you will have a black woman just stand in the middle, like uh-uh, don't do it. And then guess what? He slaps both of them. Child. You know, just just let just let Kevin go through what he is going through, okay? Mm-hmm. If if you were to die, they will be making fun of you. Like you get no brownie points for trying to be the better person, the higher person. When has that ever helped black women? Like, please explain to me. And I'm not saying that you have to like celebrate and dance and blah, 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 but just simply ignoring it, you know, does wonders. I don't know why overall we have to go and, you know, oh, I feel so bad for his family. Cond- no. And, and, and let me say something. F his mom. I'm sorry. Fuck his mom. Right, girl. Fuck his mom. Uh-huh. Go ahead. 
I don't know if he had a, a difficult relationship with her and, and that's why he's like this. I, I don't, we, we, we have no idea, but the fact that she watched, sat back and watched him degrade black woman when she's a black woman herself, shame on her. And, mm -hmm. and, and from what I heard, he did not have any money. So Guys, if they if she tries to set up a, a GoFundMe, we all need to blast it. We need to report it for fraud. We need to do what we can to get that removed. Yeah. She doesn't deserve shit. That's good, Jen. Yeah, because it's like, well, what you didn't raise this damn demon. And for me, I've already said, let my my son turn into a dust might just terrorizing the damn community. I'ma disown his ass. And if he became like a public figure like Kevin did and had this massive platform where he was doing that shit, I would make it very, very clear. Hey, I don't agree with that. I don't condone that. That's not cool. We, you know, I, I, I guarantee probably what was happening is she was just silently enabling and coddling that mess. Cause you don't just create, people don't just end up as, as vitriolic and as nasty and vile as he was. So I totally agree, Jen. Yeah, I, I see some comments where people are saying I'm going too far, whatever. I don't care. You're not going did too you, far. Did you tell Kevin Samuels he was going too far when he told Black mothers not to believe their child when they make a sexual assault allegation? Did you tell him that? Girl. Like, get out of here. I, I'm so sick of the selective morality. It really goes to show you how screwed up this community is. Like, there's no use in trying to save it. I, I'm getting really tired of people trying to say, I want us to do better. We cannot come back from better. We cannot. Like, this is horrible. The fact that overall, we are looking up to this man as a hero mm -hmm. when he's truly a disgusting demonic human being mm -hmm. like yeah. what the hell yeah seriously it, it goes to show you how screwed up these how how screwed up we are we i mean come on guys like this is like divest divest and do not look back do not bring your your sisters into it your brothers your 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 nieces, your nephews, if they're not serious if, if your if your nieces and your sisters are not serious about divestment leave them there Leave them Jen, there. Do not bring them to your community, to your new community. So, Jen, so it's interesting because as a content creator, you guys don't see some of the stuff that we see. And so for a while, I was posting shorts of like interracial couples. And when I tell you, I would give them the nastiest comments and it would always be Lauren Smith Fields. Oh, she's mm -hmm. going she's gonna to end up on the news. She's going to end up on a milk carton. Uh, she's going to end up dead and found somewhere in somebody's trash bin, just being nasty. And Lauren never said any degrading or disgusting tweets or anything publicly degrading Black men. She just never did. And so it's like, okay, so I want if a Kevin Samuels was was really a Karen Samuels and if that was a black woman who was saying the type of vitriolic things that he says but if you know she said it about black men how would the response be they would I mean, be happy you, you already that. know yeah I so mean, like you already know how how it'll be and you know I just want to say too like you know I, I really because I've been seeing like divestors for some reason, they keep coming, they keep going onto these makers channels and these pick me channels, trying to explain themselves, explain why divestment is. You guys don't need to do that. It's not necessary. Okay. Like, come on. 
Kevin Samuels is dead, okay? <laughs> and David Carroll, didn't he die too, like, a, f- a few months ago? Sure. We also have a man in the manosphere who's diagnosed with testicular cancer, okay? Or is it pine- pineal? I'm not sure. But anyway, he has cancer, okay? These people are going down one by one. And mind you, you know, they're also invest um they're being investigated by I think either the FBI or Homeland Security because of um the increase in the amount of deaths and things like that of, of women Jen, all wonder, over the country. I wonder if that contributed to him passing because he was being investigated by the FBI. He also was being grilled and roasted because that clip went viral about him saying that you shouldn't believe children. Right. They're, they've been essayed. So I, I'm like, it probably was a, a multitude of things that happened because it, being investigated by the FBI, I'm sure he was stressed the hell out. You know that manifests physically. So yeah, that's crazy. That. But guess what? That's all That's all of his doing. That's all of his doing. And that's why you don't need to explain yourself to these makers. Uh, and I'm just talking to people in general. You, know? you don't need to explain yourself to these makers, okay? They, they're, they're getting what's coming to them, okay? They are getting what is coming to them. So just sit back, live your best life, okay? Support these BWE con- content creators, and that's it. That's yeah. it. You don't need to. You don't need to go back and forth with these makers. You don't need to. You know, get. Don't don't get in your feelings, okay? Don't be going to these channels trying to get yourself triggered, having all these emotional breakdowns and things like that. They're 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 getting what's coming to them one by one. Now I am waiting for you know this one person that you know supposedly is still in medical school. I'm still waiting for something to happen to him, but you know the one it, who it's, gonna, it's gonna happen. The one who has testicular cancer, I'm not very familiar with, although I've heard of him. I need to research his content because what I've seen, I didn't. I don't feel like I really saw you know like a lot of the disgusting things that that he's saying. He was um, disgusting back in the day. I'm waiting for the first one, and we might be talking about. We might be talking about. Can I? Can I say initials? Yeah, say initials. M T R. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, he he is he. Okay, so basically, he is like he he packages it in like a nice way. See, but he's still manosphere. Is he the one with one one nut? I'm th- okay, I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay, there's one who got one, <laughs> only one ball. <laughs> but yeah, he, he got he got cancer now. And guess what? He still has not, like I said, God's judging him. And he still is not learning his lesson because he still keeps making content about women, keep coming after women, keep verbally abusing women, just keeps talking about women. Okay. See, I was thinking of T.S. Take him, please. Take him next. University. I mean, take all of them, please. Man. Take all of them. Child, listen, because that's take the thing. Take all I, of them. Like I said, we don't know the fallout, man. I think that this is just the tip of the iceberg. All of this is so very new. We don't know, like, really the real influence that they had. And I think we'll see, like, um, some of the implications and repercussions of what they've done over the next few years. We'll see children who've been abused because they mama watch KS who said, don't believe children who say they were abused. 
Yeah, um, I just want to respond to this comment. You know, oh, um, they said that MTR left the manosphere. The the reason why these people are now leaving the manosphere because you know the guy that's you mm -hmm. know in medical school said the same thing as well. They're leaving the manos the manosphere because they know that they're being investigated. But it doesn't matter because their influence still lives on. So and there's their old videos are still up. So and we all know their legacy. Medical school um, is the one with the pot belly, right? In the yeah. Oh, okay. I know that. I know that. motherfucker. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, Jit. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for coming up and uh, chatting with me. I got some. You're welcome. And um, where's your email? Um, it's Lexus Exodus Channel at gmail.com, and I'll put it in the chat. So okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, doll. All right. Bye. Okay, I got um, five more people in the back chat. I'm going to try to get to all of them, y'all. So let's be quick and succinct. Um, I want to bring up Dark Gentlewoman because I like her so much. And I hear her talk often on um, different platforms. So I'm going to bring her up. Hey, boo, hey. Hey, boo. Can you hear me? I sure can. How are oh, you? I am lovely. Congratulations on such a success, your channel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> and happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, yes, thank happy you Mother's so Day to everyone in the chat. Happy Mother's Day to all the aunties, too. You matter. <laughs> you Thanks, matter. Listen, I'm going to be quick because I want you to, you know, enjoy your weekend. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, so um, regarding his revenue. Uh, oh, first of all, okay. When I found when I first heard it, did I uh, did I think it was um true? I did, but I'm kind of like, mm, let me wait for confirmation, right? Because um, typically, you know, I'm in the Midwest in a really big city and um, people from his social economic background, because remember, um, Kitten Hills grew up in the projects. They lived till 60, okay, in my same city, okay, on, on what is our Rodeo Drive, okay, Michigan Avenue. They lived till 90, so I'm not surprised he kicked the bucket. Oh, wow. I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. And keep in mind, he hasn't really been making money up until you know um, just recently. Remember, yeah. he was a waiter at um, like a Papa Do's or something like that, and they can do well. But I mean, like being a waiter is hit or miss. Sometimes it's like you know. So, and he's in the South too. You know, they don't please. Those kind of places, they don't always have insurance. So yeah, I, I, he doesn't. He really did not take care of his health. He really did wasn't a high value man. He did not complete his chemical engineering degree. Go to nationalclearancehouse.com, nationalclearinghouse.com. Look up his name. He did not finish his degree. Okay, uh -huh. he left. He left. So he couldn't. Why wasn't he working for you know? A, a Johnson and Johnson or a, um, yeah. you know, some company doing that, chemical, you know, chemical engineering degrees, they make good money. So no, this man was a bitter waiter who mm -hmm. lucked up on a channel. Now the legal aspects of his hmm, YouTube earnings, once he got that last check, that's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Okay. So basically he was obviously getting ad revenue. There are people that are still donating to, um, you know, his channel, you know, that goes into probate. Mm. And I'm sure he was messy. Didn't leave a will probate takes. This is why, you know, I had to sit down with both of my parents, you know, Hey, mom, dad, let's, let's put a will together. Right. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> you know, probate takes 24 months. <gasps> Minimum. So, so his, like his children, because he wasn't married. So right. his money is going to be tied up for at least two years. That's correct. Oh and God. to open a probate case in either Illinois or Wisconsin or whatever, where, you know, my territory, that's a minimum $2,500 minimum. It might've gone up. Okay. Uh, he's in Georgia. I don't know. It's probably, you know, it's at least two, if not more. I know some of the lawyers can, you know, help us out in the chat. Yes. Okay. Girl, and you know, but you and know. that's our person. So wow. his next of kin is his mom and his daughter oh. because he was divorced. They have yeah. to pay that each. Each. Okay. They're Girl. saying he only had $1,000 in his account. Now, I know maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Where are y'all? Y'all are spilling the tea. Yes. Yes, baby. This man only had $1,000 at 56. Yeah. Living right. in an apartment that was rented under someone else's name. Right. It was talking to these fools about how to be a high value man. And you know why he was living in somebody's sublet. He was subletting because he can't, he has no credit. Oh, I know. I know. He, it's pro He probably had evictions or something or just right? had like a shady past, which doesn't surprise me because he, he owed back child support. He has, and he he has, has a lot of shit going on he yeah two, he has two evictions that i know of um one is in texas this is public record um yeah this is public record um so yeah he um he has two evictions and he still had an active open child support case <laughs> so child support enforcement is going to take what they're first in line yeah. because that is a state debt okay or county debt that's first in line so you know, hopefully the baby will get that. Okay. Cause she's, she's not, she's not, she's like 20 or something like that. And she's in school, you know, she can still say, Hey, yes, I still want his money. Okay. And what's mama has to apply, you know, whatever's left, she might get it. You know, um, if she wants to control his channel, even if there's no more content made, you know, digital assets have to be assigned. Oh, digital, I didn't know that. Yes, ma'am. Digital assets have to be assigned. So she has to say, hey, okay, what don't take it. You she has to go to YouTube and say, whatever this man, whatever's coming on, bringing in, I want it to come to me. But that has to be assigned. That has to go through probate. Oh, that has to go through probate. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have my um my avatar up with the back with my back turned. Uh, this is this is this is my boyfriend's computer. <laughs> that crazy though, because I so someone in the comments I just highlighted a comment of someone saying, you know, did he have life insurance? And you know he didn't. If he had, so men who have all of those issues happening, he was struggling. So he got to a place eventually where he hit a nice stride, mm -hmm. but he wasn't. I'd say his channel was probably very lucrative for him over the past year or so. Mm -hmm. As a 60-year-old as a person, that's not sufficient to make up for the previous six decades that you've been living. So Absolutely. whatever little bit of money that he made over the past year, that's not going to make... That's, that's why he was, you said, sub letting an apartment. Like he couldn't even... 
you could so what what the fuck was going on where he couldn't even afford like you think at that point he just buy a house but he was probably just pl- pl- playing catch up because he had mm-hmm. fucked up for so many years that i mean whatever money that he had he was just paying past due bills that that were due and then also the other thing about life insurance people don't understand you can't just be like 60 years old and be like okay i want this million dollar life insurance policy it don't work like that because at that point you have like medical issues and you accumulate different um health issues so it, it's really yeah you have to go to the doctor and you have yeah. to be clear by the doctor and it, because that is what determines what kind of policy you get that is correct Oh, my Lord. This so man, um, man. I'm seeing in the chat that he supposedly owned properties. Okay, he didn't. He didn't because no. he wouldn't have been subletting. Okay, um, all my all my all my little um internet wizards, I want you to go to Dunn, D-U-N, and Brad Street. Okay, look up his Ooh, name. I looked it up last year. He didn't even have an LLC. He wasn't even probably set up as a company. Do you understand me? And I looked this up in September. Okay. If you have an LLC, you are registered and you have a Dun and Brad Street number. Okay. All of that's public record. All it of is. It is public it record. Is. It if, is. If, if people knew my government name, you could look it up and then figure out, oh, she's on the deed to this property. Exactly. That, all of it. So it's not none of that would be like hidden information, especially as much information as people have like research on him. No, if he owned property, then we would, we would know, you know, he, he does. And and the thing is, there's no, uh, you know, when, if you do a search for his name, nothing came up, nothing came up. (laughs) Okay. Nothing came up for a while, really. And he, again, he has, he has, um, he didn't he didn't get those evictions cleared. He could have cleared with all the money he was making, he could have cleared those evictions. All you gotta do is pay the back. That's all you have to do is go to go to court and pay and pay. You you don't even have to have a lawyer. You can do a pro se. What was he doing with the money that he made this past year? On escorts yep. Yep. And, and nose candy. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say probably drugs too. Like probably. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen. So, so that's, that's Lex, that's where all his money. Okay. So, you know, he's, he's still, a lot of people are still watching his content. That AdSense revenue is still rolling in. She okay. can't, she can't get none of that. The mom, the daughter, they can't get any of that until they go to probate. And keep yeah. in mind, we've been in a pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Everything backed up. Thank you. So it might be two and a half years. Yeah, I'm re- I'm reading in the chat. He was ter- returning suits and and everything. Yeah, he was returning <laughs> candles, candles, candles. Yep. Even at my worst, yeah, I wasn't right. returning no candles and returning them. Like, what is wrong with you? Yep. I want uh, to a- ask answer Clarissa Johnson. Um, if he owed the IRS anything, okay. Uh, wait, hold on. What's that, sweetie? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was confirming with my boyfriend. Um, if if he owed taxes, they they are first in line. Yeah, they are first in line. So if he owed anything to the IRS, they snatched that. Well, they they would have been snatching that for 2020 and 2021 because we're in tax year. We're dealing with tax year 2021. So technically they could have gotten that already. But yeah. And then child support enforcement, you know, with the state of Oklahoma, 
you know, and uh, yeah, so he owed child support. He probably he may have owed the IRS and evictions. So, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, well, thank you so much, Dark Gentlewoman, for dropping knowledge on us. Because my gosh, absolutely. that's insane! Absolutely. Like, what, did, what did you do for the first six decades of your life? What did you do? You like you exactly. mean to tell me you lived this long on this earth and have nothing to show for yourself? Nothing. Nothing. And when I found out, listen, I wanted to crip walk on his grave. I said oh, what I said. Okay. Crip walk on his grave. He caused so much harm to everyone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yes. Um, now this addressing this whole thing with the national council of black churches or something like that. Um, keep in mind, and I'm going to say this and let you go, sweetheart. Keep in mind, they have the nerve to come out and talk to us about um, that's not right and that won't be tolerated, this, that, and the other. The Black church takes in $250 million per week. You heard it here first, per week. And they didn't say anything about the Black femicide rate. They didn't say anything about the food deserts. Okay, because most black areas are working class are in food deserts, but you have the nerve to come out and talk about women that are celebrating the death of a demon. Ladies, vote with your pocketbooks. Okay, I think you should go to brunch tomorrow instead of Sunday service. I said what I said golf, tennis. Hey, and if you live in a really cold climate. Go skiing tomorrow. Take your mama skiing. Take your mama to the ski lodge tomorrow. I said what I said. Do you hear me? Hey. How dare they correct black women and how we deal with people that disparage us? Girl, that's on period. You done said a word, child. You got to call up here more often because that I've was... I've been in the clouds, Lexus. I've been I've been working I've been working on my financial portfolio, and you know I got fellowships. And I, girl, look, thank you. <laughs> I've been in the clouds, but honey, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I will drop something in the till later on, okay? But thank you so much, sis. Keep doing what you're doing, ladies in the chat. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you know I'm on Twitter. You know, and you thank you for shouting out my Twitter. I always I be clowning on Twitter, okay? I see you on Twitter, but I'm not on there. I need to get yeah. more active on there. <laughs> Our gentle woman on Twitter, I be clowning. Okay. okay. Yes. So mm -hmm, that's it. Stay tuned. Okay. I'll be posting more tea on there. Okay. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Did you check out Dark Gentle Woman? She's a trip. I need for her to call in more often to share more of that knowledge. Um, okay. So I'm going to add um, Black Audacity to the line. Hey, boo. Hey. Hey, 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 how are you? Thank I'm you for letting me up. Hi, beautiful. What do you have Hi. to share with this? So I wanted to say, first and foremost, um, that I love your channel. Thank and you. Then, <laughs> and then secondly, I want to speak just, I want to speak right to the, to the ladies, to, to the black women, um, to say that I hope that this this whole Kevin, this whole Kevin Samuels, um, his whole little last two years, we really sit back and reflect on that because there he it won't be he won't be the last Kevin Samuels. There are so many black men who are going to try to 
get into that, who are going to try to get into that lane and take his place. And we just, as black women, have to get the strength, the self-esteem, the self-worth to stop calling into these shows, to stop lining these men's pockets. I mean, so many of them already out there, but none of them had really gained the um, subscribership like like Kevin Samuels. But it's, it's going to be so many more that are going to come in that are going to be trying to act just like him because they saw how um, easy it was for him to gain so much notoriety off degrading black women. So I think, so I just really want to try to get to the, the, um, try to get to black women and tell them, please, please do not allow these, do not make another Kevin Samuels. And then, and then I also wanted to say that I wanted to ask you, did you see Mr. Misogynist T.I. um, get on his live yesterday? and condone black women and say he wanted and open his channel up to say he was going live to cuss out any mother effer that had something to say about Kevin Samuels. What? Yes. It's on it's his last video. The man the man under investigation for sexual assault of several women, the man who is uh an ex-convict who is a drug dealer, he's talking about he want to cuss out women who have something negative to say. Yes, Mr. Misogynoir is himself want to cuss yes, out black got, women. Yes. He got on his page. It's his last video. He still has it up. It was it's 13 Oh, years my gosh. You know what? So one of you ladies were saying earlier that, um, like, we need to really just be observant and be mindful and conscious of the men in our lives and the men that we support that support this fool. I looked at um kevin's page to see when all these like reports were happening to see um initially if 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 they were confirmed or not or what was going on and it shows you on instagram like okay you also follow this person like so-and-so follows this person i took a mental note of all those niggas who followed them and my family was like block 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 unfollow same thing with the celebs dl hughley came out um in support of him talking about Oh, yeah, well, the sad part is y'all would show more support if R. Kelly died than Kevin Samuels. And it's like, all y'all are trash, though. All y'all have documented histories of being very shitty to Black women. All of you guys. So it doesn't surprise me that y'all support this fool and his death. But still, like, really? He just, he just, Black Audacity, he just got roasted for cussing out that comedian, that Black woman comedian. I know I saw that, and it was just like, and then he kept referring him as he kept referring to him as Mr. Kevin Samuels, the guru. Oh my lord, the guru! Like he the one who who go to the gynecologist appointments with his daughter to make sure she's still a damn virgin. We are. Yeah, he's the one that was checking on his daughter's hymen. Yeah, make sure it was still intact. Yeah. Yeah, he's disgusting, and and not only that, he's gotten his, which I don't know how innocent Tiny is, but gotten his wife involved in sex, sex, sex yeah. capades and all type of swinger activity, and he's disgusting. And just for these men who, I'm sorry, I'm coming into work, just for these men to not have not say anything about black femicide ever. Mm-hmm. Or anything about just the state of the black community, period, and then get on, get on their social media sites and on national TV 
and lecture black women on what, how we're supposed to react to somebody who's degraded and belittled and wishes death and 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 all type of ill ill will on, on our, us and our children. And they try to chastise us and tell us what we need to do, but never said anything to the black men who degraded um, Lauren Smith. And I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with the other young lady's name who was supposedly killed. I mean, during a date with a with a with a white gentleman. But as many black men who degraded those women and said that it was you know, made fun of their deaths. But you want to get on your social media platform and tell black women that you're willing to cuss them out and you got something to say to them if they got something to say about guru in, in caption, in quotations, I mean. Guru Kevin Samuels, like, get out of here. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for spilling the tea. I thought I had my ear to a lot of this stuff, but you guys are really, really. Oh, um, and then it's been a big um, thing on. I saw two pages during, a, during videos on during content on this black woman that was following Kevin Sam, that was following KS, that oh, was saying God. that. Um, yep. Did you see that? Yep. I was, was saying just, that children do lie because their daughter lied and it turns yes. out yeah and I, I was just, I was just watching the video of her daughter saying what had happened and then I went on the I went to Facebook and went to the lady's page and of course she seems like she's a his Hebrew Israelite and this is another thing that black women they get caught up in these religions and and anything that black men say is you know is 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 the, the gospel so yeah, black women, we just got to keep on pushing forward and stop being manipulated and falling into these traps with, with you know, Dusty, with Dusties and the one, those of, it's going to be some of us that are going to push forward and it's going to be some of us that are lost and the ones that are lost, leave them behind and keep on going. I agree, sis. I know you at work, though. So let me yes. let me let you get back to the bag. Thank you so much okay. for following me and sharing Thank that. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna add uh, Miss Sizzle to the stream. Hey, Boo. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. Your Abby's beautiful. I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, first of all, shout out to the lady that was giving all them details. I do not have any of it. I don't have any of them, all those extra details. But mm -hmm. um, what what I was going to say is I mean I don't I don't have the celebratory attitude about it because it was like that dust that falls off your shoulder like it was like oh you find out the news you're like mm. anyways but I will also put out there I thank God that those channels popped up because there are so many things nowadays that you're you you see in those men around you that you they had you gaslit for so many years thinking it was you and you were out here crying to, to God saying, Hey, what's my issue? What am I doing wrong? And you're now these channels are popping up and you hear the same lingo. You hear the same gaslit hogwash that they have out there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, for years, I, I know friends, family members, women that even bust down to Tyler Perry movies you know what I mean you hear all this stuff and you're like oh my gosh I must be doing something wrong let me level up or let me do better let me do better and now 
I don't even let it bother me. I heard that. I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. What's the next idiot that's going to pop up? You can't come at me with the Bible verses and all that stuff. I don't read the book. I'm in my, my subtuja. I'm in my concordance. Sir, I know the words, the languages, and the definitions. I'm not playing it, okay? So let's move on to the next thing. You can't tell me, you know, what I'm doing wrong. I have the skills to handle it. So all these guys out here telling y'all that y'all are nothing and when you're minding your business, learning your new skill, learning a new hobby, taking your vacation, spending your money on you and your, your children, shoot, let them be because you know exactly where they're going to be at. It's And it's predatory, really. So when you said that, it's like they knew exactly the things to say to, say, to prey on our insecurities. Verbatim. Yeah. Verbatim through the whole community. And I'm not going to lie. I don't deal with it. I... I, I we we moved out of the neighborhood, let's call it, <laughs> the neighborhood, uh, uh, way back when I was a teen, and I have not visited there. And my fault, I brought one with me when I was young, got got married, got pregnant, figured out he was, he is uh, uh, K.S. Junior Junior. Oh, no. If you put a mold, that would be my, my ex, all right? Yeah. And it's ridiculous the stuff that I got to deal with now with my son. And this is a straight A student. This is this is somebody that's trying to grow as a person, work in the community, and he still got to deal with all the stuff that he had to deal with with his dad because the court systems, yeah, want want to protect black men. Also, I'm yep. telling you, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. He's he did this to me. This is what what might happen to him. Come to find out years later. He acted a fucking fool, and I had to get, I had to get him kicked out of stuff. I had to get I had to get protection orders. That's mm-hmm. okay though. My son realized what's going on. Yeah. Working with his his whole thing, but the accountability factor is just not there on that side. We're yeah. we're on the we're on a, a totally different side of the tracks up here where I where we are. Um, the other side of his family is totally different. I, I can't I can't attest to that, but I will pull the accountability card. I, I, I spent I'm almost at 20 years in the military. I don't play that shit, man. Excuse Girl, me. No. I love the Lord and I still cuss. Yes, I, I do. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Sorry listen, I, I twerk and meditate and drink wine oh, at the same time. Like I do it all. You know what I mean? Too. But um, what I was going to say, though, I I listen to gangster rap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was going to say, though, to you is like, it's crazy and it boggles my mind. And I'm so thankful for this platform because I didn't realize how common my experience was because I had virtually the same experience as as you did. And it sounds like your child might be a little bit older than mine, but I went through the same thing. And that what pisses me off about Kevin is just like you invalidating those experiences when they're so common. You know why? Because I get them inbox to me every day. I get emails about women being abused, children being abused, being essayed, being uh, experiencing domestic violence. I get them so often. It's not even funny. And, and it's so ridiculous because it's like you, you have to literally be mentally sick, mm-hmm. sick, sir, to not see the results of your actions. Yeah. To this yeah. day, he will deny and say, I was the abuser and all that stuff. That's fine. You do you. 
you can request things. I'm going to look at your requests and I'm going to say, good for you. And I'm going to go about my business. <laughs> well, not now. He's black. But what makes me angry, though, is that people like Kevin embolden things like that. They oh, embolden abusers. They do because your, your, your child's father will hear him and will say, Oh, you know, I'm not the problem. I don't have nothing that I need to work on. Not that I'm an abuser and I need serious therapy. No, no, she's oh. a problem. And oh, it, he has it, a whole enabling support group called the church. Yeah, they oh girl, I had the church a whole um family of people. All of all of it, girl. That's whole why I had to have that from all of, of it. Mammy dumb, all of them. And I'm like, I don't know who y'all are listening to. I, like I said, I, I drink my wine. I read my word. I go if I have some Bible study to go uh, go to or go in. I will I will watch my Bible study, and I will thank the Lord with every breath. But whoever y'all are talking to, I'm saying y'all are not matching up with this word. Listen, it is so bad. This the math ain't math and child. <laughs> thank you so much, Miss Sissa. It, it sure it surely is. I'm just saying. Read Proverbs, <laughs> y'all fools, because the Lord, that's what the Lord calls y'all. Y'all fools are out here acting a hot mess, and revenge beats the Lord. Mm, Just saying, mm, don't mm. get yanked up real quick, un unexpectedly. So you can you can continue <laughs> with your channels, because I'm on, I'm going to find the cliff notes, mm. and I'm going to look at all the phrases y'all say when I go out in the, the, the community, the work area, because you know, you get all, I say dressed up, but I dress, I dress well, yeah. <laughs> I'm educated, I look good. And usually that clears the dust out of my path. People are too intimidated, like, oh no, she, she, she I'm going to have to treat her like she treats herself. She's not about that business. But then you have the ones that peep through the, or the unicorns. And then when you actually hear those, those phrases or those comments, that come across these videos because they all say the same thing. There's Ooh. nothing new throughout all the levels, throughout some of the colors. They don't change. So mm -hmm. you'll hear it on dates or social events or work events and you like, ooh, thank you, Lord, for this discernment because I know exactly where you got that from. No thank you, sir. You have a nice day. Mm, thank you. Thank also, you. This is the last thing. <laughs> Uh -huh. I know the lady from before said first gen. So shout out to all the first gen Americans. Yes. Oh, <laughs> shout out Sorry. to y'all. I, I appreciate it. She told calling. us not to mess up. We still married or oh, mess with American black man. Our bad. <laughs> Don't do it, girl. Don't mess yeah. with Happy child. Mother's Day, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, lady. Happy Mother's Day. I appreciate you for rolling in. All right. You have a blessed <laughs> night. Bye. Right, yeah. Okay. I'm also going to add um, formerly, before I add formerly though, Sama, which is my good, beautiful sis um, in my Patreon, she said FBI should look into the followers too. And I totally believe that because I've seen some micro influencers that don't have nearly as much of a following as Kevin or as some of the really like prominent ones do, but who they're on some fuck shit who are on some fuck shit. So um, Ryan Solange, there's another one, like like smaller influencers that um, just are really nasty and vile. I think the one guy, what's the one guy's name that um, just shot up the subway in NYC? He, he had a channel 
and he followed KS. So all of them, all of them, the FBI needs to investigate. So, okay, I'm going to add formerly. Hey, Blue, hey. Hi, Mama. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I wanted to talk to you because you know why? I'm a Generation Xer. Okay. And um, I am fully in bed with everything you said. Everything. Mm, good. But you know what I realized, Mama, is that we have to look at the fact that that KS, whatever you want to call him, his habits were telling you everything you needed to know. For God's sakes, a man got banned from Bloomingdale's because he can't. <laughs> he did. He, he got banned. Things. He, yeah, he was returning things excessively, so they banned his ass. And, they, and not even uh, that, they called him switching tags on things to get things what? for sales price. Yes, mamas. Girl, they DJ Envy said that uh, he also would see him in the parking lot <laughs> trying to sell shit. <laughs> so, 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 I wonder what where I, I feel like this man was so delinquent in his debts before his pick his channel even picked up. Like you said, it was more than catch up because he was far, far, far behind in child support. Only God knows if he was far behind in alimony. He seemed to have poor financial management as a whole. And he, he why is nobody talking about that astroturf he had on his head? Why is nobody talking about that? Girl, and here's my thing though. Like, yeah, so if you're if you're not a homeowner, why are you renting these hotels and like buying these really expensive suits? And he would like take pictures like um their gentlewoman said he would take pictures with prostitutes or escorts and with like fancy cars and he, he'd be traveling all the time. So yeah, your priorities is all messed up. So he had just a historical, he had a um, history of just making poor financial decisions. You, you know what also made me, I can't get over that thing on his head. No one else saw it, but me. I'm like, how can no one else see it? that's a toupee? that he's strategically glued onto his head. I don't understand. Anyhow, let's get off. And you know, what happens is a lot of black men try to force us into, with virtue signaling, into morality. Oh, well, you shouldn't say that. You should say rest in peace. No, rest in piss. That man was wrong. He stood there and he did so many things to denigrate, dismiss, and diminish black women. It wasn't even funny. Him and T.S., T.S., I already know things are coming for him, but... The Furies have been released. And I keep saying this on everyone's channel. The Furies have been released. We are what we are in right now. There's three stages. There is the reaping, the reckon the, the, the reaping, the wrath, and the reckoning. We're in been right now we are between the wrath and the reckoning. Because you're wow. seeing a lot of backlash between their behaviors from things they reaped. They had years of reaping, mm -hmm. reaping and reaping consequences without without with no with without fear of impunity. And they mm -hmm. sat there and they continued on this path, mm -hmm. feeling emboldened every time one of us jumped up to bail them out of prison, yeah. to come to their defense, to um speak on their behalf, to, to, you know, and now it's finally to the point where when they ask black women to serve on, <laughs> Sally Hemings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just adding comments to the, this point, go ahead. <laughs> so, I can't believe she <laughs> So um I when they when they um ask black women to serve on juries 
that was their bankable moment that, yeah, mm. I know that no matter how poorly I behave, no matter how badly I act, I have one good old reliable that I can pull out my back pocket and ask to serve on a jury after yeah. I've plumb shown my ass. Even if I was showing my ass by causing harm or death to a woman that looks like them. But now, now that we're in the wrath, almost to the reckoning, they're starting to think again. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this the wrath stage, the wrath stage is dual point, is two points for the wrath stage. I always tell sisters this, it's old wisdom. The wrath stage is for those who stand on their side, knowing Ooh. they're wrong. Woo! Girl, uh, the ones who stand on their side, knowing they're wrong, will either catch the wrath of the of the source, or those who stay away from them and make it known, who are too outspoken in their presence, will catch their wrath for not praising them as they've become accustomed to. We must step back to get them to the reckoning stage. If we want them to correct their trajectory, we must step back. All you sisters who want better men, we can't save this generation, but if all you sisters who want better men, step back. Take your hands off the wheel. Step back. Stop, stop it with my baby, my baby, my baby, my baby, because you are doing them an injustice. You are doing them a disservice because if you don't discipline them in the house, the Department of Justice will discipline them out the house. So you choose your poison for your, your sweet baby boys. You choose your poison because it's just a matter of, of which path you take. Listen, informally, I'm going to have to just say like, even we've given them like so much patience and so much time. It's time to move on. And I've, I've been very, very clear about my stance with my child. I have a male child, a black child who's fully black. And if he, you know, I, I do my job um, and I pour into him and um, I'm diligently, you know, working with him and raising him and loving him. But if at 18, when he's an adult, he decides to be a menace to society and to terrorize people, I'm going to have to divest from his ass, too. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not going to enable and coddle. Listen, I've said this before. My um, my father's wife called me um, in tears one time and said that they had gotten into it and that um, he kind of tried to push her off of him. But she oh. ended up having a black eye. And she's like, I don't think he, he did it on purpose. I don't think, I, I think it's an accident. I said, I said, girl, call the police. Why are you calling me? Call the police. And that, that's my biological father. So I don't play with that. Like I believe Agreed. in accountability. I believe in culpability. I believe in men need to be men. And if they're not, okay, we gonna move on. You, you deal with that and you experience the repercussions of that. So. See, but Lexus, what I don't think a lot of women understand is without consequence, there is no change. There is none. Mm -hmm. If I can stand here and and do all types of damage to anyone and walk off, you know, it's at the point right now where black men kill black women like it's dust. They're they're wiping off their shoe. Mm -hmm. And if we don't allow them to have consequences from the outside sources, we are inconsequential to them inside the race as well. 
you know I'm, i'm divested my sister was divested for 20 plus years she's been married to a white man and for years i i wasn't just mammy I wasn't super mammy. I was mammy boots with the coat, shirt, jacket, head wrap, and everything else to go with it. I was too. <laughs> and you know, I just, you know what I think the problem with black women is that we're in a state of denial where we figure if we speak life into them, they will live up to what we believe about them. Yeah. But they're not. Mm-mm. They're not. It, it's like you said, if no consequences, they just feel emboldened. They just feel emboldened. So I totally agree, girl. Thank you so much for dropping Thank that you. with formally. I really you. appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, love. Have a good day. <laughs> I look forward to your next live because I barely ever get to catch them. I'm all the way in um, the Antipodes, you know, so I don't get to catch them. I'm in between New Zealand and Australia oh. and New Caledonia. Oh, okay. I didn't even think I was going to do this live. I usually be in bed, knock the hell out right now. But I was like, let me go ahead and talk to y'all. But thank you so much for chatting with me, sis. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, Last caller, Gummy Bear. Um, I'm going to add you now. And then we're going to wrap up. Hey, boo, hey. Hello. Fine. How are you? I'm fine. I really enjoy your show. I really honestly didn't come on here to like speak. I was just in the stream or listening. Okay. But I would like to um, mention how a, a lot of the guys are always saying, oh, he was just trying to hold women accountable. I don't understand what they meant by accountable um, because if accountable, like, isn't that like going to therapy and improving your life? Like, listen, <laughs> girl. And they, and they say, this is the crazy part. They say black women aren't accountable, but for years we've dealt with this welfare trope, this welfare queen trope. Guess what we did collectively. We started earning degrees at an exponential mm-hmm. rate. We're the highest educated group of people in the country. We started starting businesses at an exponential rate and we start businesses at a higher rate than any other group in the in the country, we go to therapy. We, we go we to therapy. We get help. We get uh, help. So I don't know what they're. T- we exercise, like you know, they say, "Well, we're too big." Like it's nothing but us in the gym, going to our own workouts and stuff. So I don't understand what they mean by "oh, he held people accountable." I'm like, accountable for what? No, I was just um, in another like chat. Um, somebody else was live, and I was talking about. Um, Basically, he the last video that Kevin Samuels had on his Instagram, he's talking to a virgin. And I'm just like, where's his answer? Where's his advice for this woman? And the guys in the comments are like, basically, she has unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. I'm like, well, what are expectations? Like, she, um, they want her to no longer be a virgin. And they were just like, yeah, just don't... Um, just settle down with a regular old dude because nobody in the real life is going to want, you know, a virgin. I'm like, no, we don't have to settle. You can, there's 7 million people in this world. You, you won't find somebody. There's a lid to every pie. There's somebody for everybody. Like, she don't have to settle and be miserable. And that's what he wanted his followers to, to do. That, and that's the crazy shit. It's like, okay, so they don't want a version, but if you end up having sex and end up having children or something, girl, then you leftovers, you ran through, and you you a baby mama, or if you slept with too many men, don't know, don't know high value men want that. It's like, what the hell? It's yeah, the twilight it, zone. 
Yeah, and one more thing I wanted to mention, because like they're all how you guys mentioned about Ti and um all these people talking about he was a good you know influence to black men. I remember at the beginning of the year, Fifty Cent posted like top TV shows in the black household, and like most of them were like the BMF, like all the really you know bad gave a bit bad um view of or a bad image of like black men in the black community you know drugs and gang related but the women most of the women's shows was like were like um insecure grownish um housewives of course wow. and like the other let's say one more show um run the world harlem and some people a ton of people like i mean i just saw articles about you know um, the entertainment in the black community needs to improve. I'm like, well, black women did our part. <laughs> we we made our own shows. We made a better image. We created Black Girls Magic and, you know, all these great things about black women trying to uplift and improve our image. Like, what are y'all doing? Are y'all improving your image of 50 Cent? He's a black man. He But all he do is make TV shows and portraying y'all bad, you know? Girl. So... so that's crazy because I think about Shonda Rhimes, even in the early 2000s, How to How to Get Away with Murder. Um, what's the show with? I, I don't know why I'm having a brain. Bridgerton or not Bridgerton? Bridgerton too, but um, the one with um, golly, where the girl um was like a PR media a scandal. Yes, scandal, scandal. Yes, yes. You know what? I, but this is what I'm saying. Like that aligns with what you said. The black women in media—they're like actively releasing things that uplift our images. Um, she was very successful, educated, professional. Whereas on the other hand, it's like y'all just—it's just the the fuck shit. Like it's just about drugs, violence. Yeah, like that's the image I want to portray. And because of that, when they do finally get. Someone that looks opposite, geeky looking guy with glasses, looks presents himself very knowledgeable and he's, you know, very articulate and whatever. Then of course they're like, oh, you know, this is daddy, this is godfather, you know, we're gonna listen to him. It's just because he presented himself different, like that's all they had. <laughs> like yeah. that's why they were so obsessed with him, because he was a little he was, I guess, a positive image for them. I don't know where they got that from, but that's all they know. So, oh my lord, a mess. So that was just my take on it, and why people were so obsessed with him. He just he gave them like a positive image that they don't have. Yeah. And but the accountability, then that's what I really want to say. Because I'm like, what are you guys talking about? We do isn't therapy like what? What does accountability look like in the black community? Like what are what do they want from us as accountability? Girl, I'm so glad you stayed on and chatted with us. I know you said you didn't want to talk, but thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, well, really thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Enjoy um, your, your weekend. I will. You too, sis. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Goodbye. Bye. Okay. So we have one more caller. I'm going to add her. This is Lucy Yet. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hey, boo. Hey. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. What did you have to share with us tonight? Well, first off, um, I just wanted to thank you for um, responding to like my IG messages that I send you. <laughs> I oh. appreciate that. <laughs> it's oh. okay because I'm sure you get a lot of <laughs> IG mes messages and stuff, but I wanted to thank you for that. And then I also wanted to like 
really um, commend you for taking the time to create, um, you know, the content and sharing it because honestly, um, us as Black women, you melanated women, however we want to call ourselves, we really need to be reprogrammed. And I'm sure at this point, we all, we've all recognized that. Um, and the thing, the thing that's really crazy is that with everything that's happening right now, I feel like a lot of us, Black women, when we were going through our colorism as kids, as little girls, um, the discrimination from our environment towards us, a lot of us, I really feel inside, we were really praying that it would be exposed. Because I know for me, I felt like I was the only one going through yeah. a lot of the things that I was going through. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, now that I'm a grown woman, we're in this Aquarian age, like you had mentioned, and like I've been reading into like for so long now. And as they're explaining, the Aquarian age is connected to the feminine uh, divine. And it's also called scientifically the photon belt. It's all just like unraveling. Like everything that was in the closet for so long is literally falling out. Everything that we we accepted as normal within the black community and just the way how they literally pressed us like especially young black girls down just like completely compressed us it's like the universe just kind of had enough it just feels like you know yeah. and with everything that's happening with um this kevin samuels thing fast forward just looking at the comments and just analyzing how much toxicity is in the black community. And this is just an exposure after this whole George Floyd thing, just like two years ago where black women were getting popped, shot with rubber bullets. And at the tail end of the, you know that year of 2020 going into 2021, that's when this man just, so happened to get this this prosperous platform to denigrate us you know just like at the tail end and i remember i think that was around the time that i started listening to you and a lot of the black women empowerment channels so it's just very interesting because i feel like a lot of us collectively deep inside it's it a part of our innocence is what the the universe heard and that pain, and that's what's that's what's coming out right now is the cleansing, you know. And before, and and when you're cleaning, it has to get really dirty. And I think that's where we are karmically is that dirty phase and that clearing out of the hypocrisy and the predators and the degenerates and everybody that has been locked in the closet that all of our mothers, our aunts, our grandmothers protected and covered and shielded for so long. I just feel like it's coming out. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I know I'm saying a lot. No, that was good. That was a mouthful, but that that's a lot to unpack. So yeah, and it's interesting, like you said, that all this happened around the pandemic. And um, just two years ago, I think 2020 was when GF happened. And it was a different landscape. 
It was. And I remember seeing all the women in my family and on my timeline and on social media. And I didn't have a channel back then. But I remember the messaging being, you know, protect these men at all costs. Well, then it turns out that he, you know, had um, been guilty of abusing a pregnant black woman. And he he was a drug user and he had like all of these these like problematic flaws um, and yeah, like all like Kevin Samuels sprouted up and then all, all like, I, I feel like Kevin almost like opened up the floodgates because after that, then we saw, uh, Fugly and Fugboy. Then we saw who else? Um, the one who's, uh, battling testicular cancer being problematic and just all these randos on TikTok who are just, you know, really, um, cultivating these very large, massive platforms off of the denigration of Black women. And it's interesting that the backlash has happened shortly and swiftly after that. So, you know, that, that's a word. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. You know, I, I also wanted to add um, just like two things is that um, I, I'm very, um, like, obviously I grew up, like I, I grew up in church or whatever, but I grew up with my family explaining it's not about the religion, it's about spirituality. Um, and so when I look at this this dude, this man, Kevin Samuels, his name is actually um it it Samuel means Samael. It's a it's a ancient name for one of the what the Bible calls or the ancient scrolls calls um a fallen angel under Lucifer. So I didn't I Yes. Like I know it sounds I know it's kind of dark, but the reason why I brought that out is because everything he does, like all of his rhetoric is very it's um it's a part of neurolinguistic programming. And if you notice a lot of his his disciples, I'm calling them disciples now. If you notice they if you look at all of the comments um where they're gaslighting, they always use the same statements all the time. Like even when he was alive, they use the same statements and now they still use the same statements. And that's something I think you should definitely do a video about. Like just analyze how they speak. Like it's like a pattern of speech. It's it's like a spell. Listen, I'd be telling. So just like I said, when I started this video, I think there's a spiritual component to it. And I'm not an expertise into that, into like esoteric topics or things like that. I'd love to have women who specialize in that stuff and who are really familiar with that stuff call in and have a show about it. But like you said, he wreaked havoc and was an agent of chaos and was just a nasty, vile human being. So with I don't think it's coincidental that that's what his name means. It's that's not a coincidence. Yes, yes, because the thing is, is that okay? One day I'll send you some vid- videos to make it to make it all make sense. But one thing that he was using, which falls under like a like the like the Luciferian type agenda kind of thing, is that we know that just historically. Obviously, not every white person is a terrible person. Not every black person is a terrible. Like we have good and bad in every race. But with the Ku Klux Klan, one thing that they they and even before the KKK, um, 
you had like the eugenics society. I don't know if you heard of that. Like it's it's very old. Like when they were making policies or whatever, like racial policies, they 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 use something called um, the golden the golden ratio, and the golden ratio basically means that obviously it's it has to do with um, it has to do with uh, sorry I'm trying to look for this word. I'm trying to find that word. Probably somebody might say it in the comment, but but basically. Um, your facial features has to have symmetry. That's the word that I'm looking for. But the symmetry that they're looking for, it, it has to look more European. Yeah. Um, Kevin Samuels would always refer to the golden ratio. And I have a recording where he said that black women are the most unattractive women of all races of women. Right, right. Because he said our face don't follow, our faces don't follow the golden ratio. The golden ratio theory is something that was made by the eugenics society, a, a white supremacist. His entire rhetoric, all of his narrative came down from white supremacy. And, and, and then what he was doing was spewing that, pouring that like vitriol, like poison, because that's what Samael, that Luciferian fallen angel was. He was actually called the poison of God. So he was pouring a lot of poison and wrapping it as wrapping it up in like, I don't know, sugar, I guess, for these toxic people, for these hurt people. And they weren't even, I, I don't know if they were aware or if they were just enjoying, I have no clue. Probably it's a balance of both, but they were really enjoying the, 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 the denigration of black women. Yeah. Like they were really, really, really enjoying it. Yep. So listen, one of my followers uh, wrote in and said, you should start calling them colonizers. And the reason why is because they act like they are like so against and at first to oh, racism and discrimination and white supremacy when they buy into that. And they actually are um, the biggest groups of people who perpetuate that within the Black community. There was um, a trending topic that went viral over the summer that just said, these these men, Black men, are the white men of the Black community. All this stuff that they claim that they dislike and that they're against, they perpetuated. They're misogynoirist. They, you know, they, they're self-hating. They are really, really disgusting, vile, nasty individuals. So... No, I totally agree with, with what you're saying. All right, my love. Thank you so much for calling in. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Well, I just wanted to encourage Black women um, and just let you all know that you're all beautiful. We're all beautiful, regardless of our size, what we look like. Uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that we can, or, or all of us, we can, you know, find some really positive affirmations and just mm -hmm. let it play throughout the day, you know, whatever time that's convenient and just let positive energy flow through because we're karmic, we're energy beings, right? So yeah. that's something I wanted to end off with because there's a lot of negativity that he poured out and we're mm -hmm. gonna have to counteract that by reinforcing that we are amazing beings on this planet. Like, I mean, we're the first woman on this planet genetically, so. That's just what I wanted to end off with. So thank you for taking the call. Thank you, boo. I'm so glad that you called in. You were so dope. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. You too. And you have a great evening, okay? Thank you. Okay. okay. So 
There you have it, ladies. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it. So black women don't die alone. Black women don't. We pour into our relationships. We love and cultivate our friendships and all of our acquaintances and our family members and loved ones. Black men die alone. They do. So historically, they'll abandon their children. They love to pump and dump. They dishonor their wives. They don't value the marital unit. So they die alone. Look at Kevin, y'all. <laughs> All right, ladies, I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Until next time, see you guys. Bye.